Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the recap, the Escapist Weekly Live Show, all about the latest in movies, TV, and streaming. This is episode number 29 for Tuesday, April 11th. My name is Marty Sleeve, and I'm joined by Frost and Jack Packard. Welcome, guys. Hello. Hello. Uh, Nick said he's, quote, in a bunch of money meetings, which I just... I figured was like Scrooge McDuck, like diving into vaults of gold doubloons. Um, but Nick's yeah. code for soup, salad, and breadsticks. Uh, he's at Olive Garden. <laughs> is, is, it, is, that the, is that the code? I was thinking he was selling yeah. like his Magic the Gathering cards or something. <laughs> Money meetings. Uh, and of course, uh, the wonderful Darren Mooney is still on holiday. Uh, we wish him well. He's just unplugged. He's not tweeting. He's just living the dream. Good for he's, you. Right. Good he for is you. Doing fantastic. We uh, love you all uh, so much for joining us this week. We have a wonderful show for you guys. Uh, as you can see in the title, uh, we're going to be talking about the Mario movie. Two thirds of us saw it. What? Why did I actually don't know? Did you see it? I saw it. Oh, well, fuck. I'm sorry. I, why did I make that assumption? I put it in the in the Google Docs thing because because you remembered subconsciously that I said I only go to theaters for Nolan, Cameron and anime. And this was neither. Yeah. Well, it's kind of anime. Yeah, it's kind of. It is an isekai, isn't it? It is absolutely an isekai, 100%. I know what that uh, means now. And this yeah. is- <laughs> I know what that means. Now. Thanks, Yahtzee. Uh, so 100% of us have seen the Mario movie. We'll give you our thoughts on it, uh, as well as what we think uh, its massive uh, box office success means for the future of Nintendo Entertainment products uh, on the movie and TV front. Uh, we'll go over quick thoughts of some of the uh, Star Wars reveals at Star Wars Celebration and whether any of this uh, warms our, our cold, dead hearts. Um, spoilers, probably not. To be honest, probably not. Uh, also, speaking of spoilers, I kind of want to talk. I want to have like a, a higher level discussion on spoilers as a whole because um, in the fallout from this weekend's episode of Succession, which I'm not going to spoil, which is funny because that's what this whole thing is about. Um, uh, there was a big discussion online about like spoiler etiquette online. Who does the onus fall on to avoid spoilers? Uh, what is the statute of limitations when it comes to spoilers? And how come we treat appointment viewing TV differently than we treat something like uh, live sporting events? Um, they'll talk about stuff I've been watching and man, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a wonderful show. Jack, before we get started, how was, how was, uh, how was the Milwaukee trip? I mean, you didn't go anywhere, but how was having so many visitors for such an extended period of time? (laughs) I was the only one who didn't get to go on a little vacation. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was the, the most upsetting part was uh, on our off days, you know, we would shoot a couple days and then we would take an off day. So I would have time to build maps and write the next day's worth of encounters. Everyone else uh, was we came back and we were like, oh, man, we had so much fun playing board games all night and doing all sorts of fun things. And I still had to work on those days. Yeah, you and Omar. You know, it was probably even worse for Omar because Omar probably had to like close the door in his little meat locker of a room at the Airbnb and Omar like plug away at work. Yeah, he got a meat locker, which oh is, God, it sounds That's like nice. it's like a euphemism or something, but like the room we literally think was a freezer or a meat locker because yeah. the Airbnb seemed to be a former storefront of some sorts. Yeah, I've never had a room that came with its own meat hook. That, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Usually it's B-Y-O-M-H, bring yeah. your own meat hook. B-Y-O-Hook. But no, it was lovely. Um, I miss everyone terribly. Um, I'm having a hard time kind of going back to normal life because it was such uh, an amazing amount of work and amazing amount of fun. Just being playing in the same room as people uh, is infectious. And it is, I mean, you know, quite literally, we were all, you know, testing ourselves. But um, it's, it's so much better 
than playing online. What it really showed me is one, how good they are at being online. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when we talk through Discord or through Zoom or whatever, there is a small delay. Like we can, we're not face to face. We can't read each other's body language, except for me, because I go like this all the time. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and so like performing and being characters and interacting at the level they have been is mind blowing. They are so very talented. We were we got so lucky right off the bat. We're just like, oh, let's just choose these four people. They might be good. We'll see. And we just chose four great uh, players. It would have been so. amazing if you would have had like one pre Madonna has like a rider and it's like you're just you filming did. from your bedroom. What are you doing? <laughs> Was it you? Are you the pre Madonna? Pre Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and Omar, a couple of prima donnas. Uh, so yeah, look forward, uh, look forward to season three down the line, and of course, um, side quest episode one available to members now. Side quest season two episode. Are you calling it season two or part two? Uh, just side quest two. Side okay. quest two episode one available to members uh, will be available to everyone on Saturday. Stay yeah. tuned for that. Yeah. Um, also, have you had a chance to see a Dungeons and Dragons movie? This is getting us to the Mario movie, but I'm just curious because <laughs> I have not, and I want to because I feel like the things people are saying about it seems to be pretty positive. Yeah, everyone says really great things about it. Uh, it has uh, an amazing, uh, something we'll bring up later for the Mario movie, uh, it has a, a, an amazing multiplier, like the, the percentage drop-off that it mm. is doing at the box office is very minimal, which means its word of mouth is incredible. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's going to be a movie that has really good legs uh, up until VOD release. Uh, and it was really funny because all of us were getting together to play Dungeons and Dragons. And the very first thing that uh, that Yahtzee said is, hey, maybe we should all go see the Mario movie. <laughs> Just to get in character, you know, <laughs> little little method there, Yahtzee, don't you think? <laughs> we're here to play Dungeons and Dragons. So also, no, I, I, think that I would not expect much, Yahtzee to say that. Yeah, no, He's no. the last human I would expect to see. Yahtzee doesn't see movies, let alone Mario movies. Someone, someone said it, and we all were like, hey, we're here to play Dungeons and Dragons. But no, I, I haven't, mostly because I uh, I want to see that with my wife, who I play Dungeons and Dragons with mm. in real life, and she's much busier than I am. So... <laughs> No, I hear you. Um, yeah, once we once we all get a chance to see that, whether it's theaters or VOD, maybe we'll have you back and we can we can talk about from a D and D expert how the movie holds I up. Would love so, that. Yeah. So there you go. But uh, a movie all three of us did see was the Super Mario Brothers movie. Uh, it opened last Wednesday. Uh, it's released. They got moved back forward. I don't know how that works. It got moved two days, so they had a big beefy five day weekend. Yeah. So all these records, it's breaking. Very impressive. Biggest animated opening of all time. Beat Frozen two, uh, already like a third of a billion globally. Probably more than that now because it's after the last couple of days. Will hit a billion. Is uh, is probably going to be the biggest movie of twenty twenty three. Who Yeah, Barbie and Oppenheimer. <laughs> I mean, I don't. Oppenheimer's a three-hour R-rated movie about the man who created the atomic bomb. It's not gonna yes, but we all know Nolan time. uses practical effects. That's a real bomb. <laughs> I'm really excited for it. Also, the Barbie movie, the the scuttlebutt I'm hearing is that what they're showing in the trailers is from the first ten minutes of the movie, and that the movie is a subversive uh, take on Serial Experiment Lane, the anime that's about like the the id and the ego manifesting itself through media and like. I think this movie is going to be incredibly fucking dark and it's going to trick a lot of children. So that's what I'm hoping for. That's I funny. just want children to be what, tricked. What if Oppenheimer is actually the lighthearted family film and Barbie <laughs> and is Barbie the dark is subversive? The dark? Yeah. Yes. That'd be good. That'd be good. Yes. Uh, but yeah, the Mario Brothers movie, uh, a smash hit. 
uh, critically, uh, not so much, but it seems like uh, uh, families, Nintendo fans, uh, has a high cinema score. What all, all that garbage that doesn't actually matter. The important thing is, uh, I guess, really quick, how, Jack, how did you feel about it? We'll go around uh, and then we'll dig into it. So, in a, in a short little blurb, how did you feel about the Mario movie? Uh, technically, a bad movie, very mm-hmm. bad, uh, narratively a garbage movie. Um, uh i i had trouble like if i were not watching it with my children who i adore uh mm-hmm. i would have uh, been significantly uh miffed that i paid money to see it uh but beautiful animations uh like it looked great uh, a couple funny moments how did your what did your kids think they, they loved it Sure. Yeah. You sound disappointed <laughs> in your offspring. <laughs> no, I feel like if I was like eight, this they, would be my favorite it. movie ever. You know, yeah. kids, kids, all kids have garbage taste. When you were a kid, you had garbage taste. Kids have garbage taste because they don't have taste yet. They haven't experienced enough of life. My one is getting old enough where he probably should have better taste. But you know, we'll see. Well, when did you develop good taste? Because I That's still don't think I have good taste. I don't. You, <laughs> I don't uh, you'd never do. Uh, Frost, what did you, uh, what did you think of the movie? Uh, not, not as strongly as Jack, but I'm in that sentiment. Did you guys ever watch those Overwatch shorts with the, yeah. as they were releasing? They felt yeah, like those yeah. where it is a lot of that, like, oh, they did the thing. They did the thing. But the story, if you go for it, like Hanzo is like, oh, you killed your brother. Okay. You got Iron Giant on Bastion, Reinhardt, you were arrogant. And now, cause he has the shield and you go, I used that in the game, you know, right. it's just a lot of that. It's, it's a, it's a big, um, not to, not to sort of harp on Scorsese, but it's kind of that it is an amusement park of sort of oh. going, Oh, cool. And that, it's, it's, what's, it's, it's what it's Scorsese special. says about modern movies. Not it's like a Scorsese movie. <laughs> oh no. It's, yeah. Just like it's that. Like, it's like, like raging bull. It's like, I was thinking taxi driver, but yeah, <laughs> the, the one with queen Latifah. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm with Jack in the sense of like, I had a, I had a, I had a fun time. I think uh, because uh, in the end, it's about execution or spectacle. But I can still say this was a spectacle. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed myself, but wasn't that good. So I am that ninety percent audience score, forty percent critic rating. You know, so I, 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 I reflect that. What is Rotten Tomatoes if not my id and ego? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. That letterbox is your super ego. Um, I'm I'm in a similar boat. I think I'm a little bit warmer than you guys because um, uh, uh, nostalgia, as uh, gross as it can be, works on me. I'm I'm very uh, I'm I'm a mark. I'm a mark for it. So uh, I agree. At it's uh, I'm 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 also I'm a big fan of the tight ninety club. I like a movie that's in and out in ninety minutes. Like as much as I love my three hour Oppenheimers, my four hour uh, Killers of the Flower Moon coming later this year. I'm a, I'm a, give me a tight ninety, and I'm thrilled. That being said, it the the breakneck speed of this movie was insane to me. Like we would get to a place, we would have no time to like soak it in and 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 take in our surroundings and then it'd be like, well, you finished the Kong thing. Now it's on to the next thing. I'm like, well, I want to spend a little more time in Kong land. Um, and I think that's, that, that comes from kind of, um, you know, I don't think, I just don't like the illumination style of storytelling. This is very much an illumination movie, which if you mm-hmm. saw any, if you've seen any of the minions or uh, sing or the secret life of pets, um, 
it all is cut from this very like quick like kids have no attention span we need to move on to the next thing and every 15 minutes we need to put in a song from the 80s because maybe the parents will be like hey i liked aha well because of course their parents are this movie because their parents are the ones who have the attachment tomorrow so we need to make sure we we keep the parents engaged but instead of crafting a good movie that will keep the parents engaged we will just have extended sequences featuring songs they remember from the 80s that are (laughs) very meaningless within the narrative and eat up that time that could be used to create a strong movie. They should not have started with I Need a Hero. I went. It's insane because the Tetris movie used that song and it came out the same week. And so I watched both the video game movies about the 80s video games and they both used the same song. I'm like, what are we doing, guys? Well, because that song was featured in every 80s movie. We just really, during the Reagan era, we really needed a hero. We really needed a hero, and that song rips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so, but as a, uh, so that's the thing is, is in a bubble, I don't think it is a well-constructed movie. As someone who's, who's like, uh, you know, entertainment DNA is made up of so much of what Nintendo has done over the past 40 years. <laughs> Uh, I saw, I think it it treated that with a lot of love and respect and admiration, and it wasn't it didn't feel like a cash in, um, despite the the, the poor storytelling, um, the the sort of the the love and reverence it had towards the entire history of Mario and the the generations that Nintendo has gone through, both in terms of its music, in terms of its visuals, in terms of small things in the background, uh, how it portrayed characters that aren't really characters, like. The Mario games, there's nothing really, there's no there there when it comes to like Mario or Peach or Bowser. Like they're very much just ciphers for the player, the goal or the the adversary. Um, and so I, I liked that characterization. I didn't think Chris Pratt was bad. I thought everyone else was better. Chris Pratt was fine. He wasn't the problem with the movie. Um, but that's Chris Pratt. Like he's, that's, yeah. that's I, that, that's why I actually, I think I was okay with casting him. He is average. Like that is what Mario is. Oh perfectly average yeah they even had the uh, the og in there right at the start that's right playing playing a jump yeah. man <laughs> yeah did you guys was the one thing you guys wanted um was to see uh how uh, mario and luigi's family was like and how there's generational trauma uh uh and yeah just and, just like in flushed away i was totally like whoa <laughs> what is flushed away you never saw flushed away the hit dreamworks film with hugh jackman yeah hugh jackman rat <laughs> Is it Hugh Jackman rat movie? That's a is that a claymation or is that a three D animation? I, bl- I want to say it's three D, but it looks like you can't clay. put it. You can't make rat out of clay. Yeah. It's too complete, too complex. It's too complex. I think, yeah. like Marty, speaking to your point though of like it's love and reverence for the franchise. Mm-hmm. I think that's entirely bullshit. I think that your love and reverence for the property and for the history of the property is meaningless if the product you make is so worthless. And like at the end of the day, that's what we're doing. We are adapting these characters, these situations into a movie, into a narrative, you know, a 90 minute narrative structure uh, using audio and visuals. Uh, And like you can have all that love for Nintendo. You're like, Oh, I saw the little duck hunt and bird uh, on a bar sign. Uh, he was playing the jump man game. That was great. Uh, the, the donkey Kong fight looked a lot like a smash bros level. That was awesome. Oh, now they're on rainbow road. Like you can have all of this fun stuff. And when you have something so empty 
of any meaning that's all you get that's all you get is those free overwatch uh those free overwatch <laughs> videos which you know like also by the way did more to expand the characters of overwatch and came out for free like the the thing that upsets me the most about the mario movie is they had like the the hints at what at one point might have been a complete script as far as like using the using the uh the video game tropes like the trying again tropes the like keep hitting your head against the wall tropes yeah. <clears throat> the actual character development or you know like have a, some sort of meaning uh in the story and they chose not to instead so i don't know to to me it doesn't matter like none none of their reverence matters because the movie was so shit <laughs> see i disagree with that because i agree with everything you're saying in terms of like I, I think it's part of that part of that unrelenting, uh, 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 full throttle nature of the speed of these movies, where it has it can never stop, and you get that training montage where it's like kind of delving into the ideas of extra lives and and what it takes okay. to sort of become a hero and and have faith in yourself, and it's just over and it just goes on to the next thing, and like you said, it's it's goes to the Kong Island and then it's over and it goes on to the next thing. We get and a little that, bit of Luigi and then it goes on to the next. Not thing. only is it over and it goes on to the next thing, the the way they got there is comically short like you know mario meets toad and before they are done introducing themselves to each other toad says you got to see the princess mario then meets the princess before they are done introducing their other the princess says let's go uh save the world but before that we're going to take time to do a training montage like it is full of meaningless little vignettes just give us the vignettes then right um i'm in that sense of I don't feel I have to uh, have a whiplash reaction about this is the climax of where video game films are. I'm more so like, these are the video game films I remember watching that weren't all that good, but made me go, oh, that's cool. I would don't put Mario with like The Witcher recently or, or with um, Cyberpunk or, or any of those. I, it's more return to form, if, if not missed up. I, I don't know. I, as Jack said, it is just... Look at this thing, look at this thing, look at this thing. Uh, mm. It could be seen as a, a museum that you cherish. It could be seen as a trade show. It could just be seen as Ooh. as an amusement park. It could be seen as whatever. And I think that's what's so why it's so popular, because popularity doesn't always mean quality. It's more so accessibility. My my mm -hmm. my parents, my dad grew up on old school Mario. He's got his own relationship with it. I have my own relationship with this Mario. Mm -hmm. Like People were upset with this peach because they have another idea of a different peach in their head. Meanwhile, I'm th I who knew of Smash, I was like, that's Armada. That's the guy who played Smash esports and ruined everybody for three years with Peach. Like that, that's Armada right there. And and that's that's what it's a nice. The thing about soulless, hollow things is that it gives you room to project your own meaning and emotion. But don't ever think that your own meaning and emotion gives it its own meaning and emotion. So I'm like. I'm both ways. I'm with Jack and it's hollow, but I put enough of myself into it to where it's still enjoyable. Hmm. But it's it's more so like, well, we did well, Nintendo. <laughs> you and I. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this together. All we, the, we did this. My entire lifetime of homework prepared yeah. me for this. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I uh Yeah, and I think you know, for me, like when I go to movies, I'm very uh I don't know. I, I said it with nostalgia, but I think I'm very susceptible. Like I'm right. susceptible to uh, any sort of 
anything the movie is going for, I'm willing to accept it. And if it works for me, it's going to work for me. And so yeah. things like the way it treated music throughout the movie and the way it had these these uh you know not the not the licensed music which i thought was shitty um but the uh the the, the mario the koji kondo oh. themes and, <laughs> cool. and music from donkey kong country and music from the, like every generation of mario from the nes to um you know the bits of galaxy uh uh the way it it wove those into the story and had these like audio I don't even want to say Easter eggs, but homages when you would see something on screen and it would it would show Toad and you'd hear the the start whistle of Captain Toad. Yeah. And like that worked on me. And maybe I'm a fucking mark because maybe like, you know, someone playing a MIDI clip of a song from the 90s, like made me feel something But like it genuinely worked on me because it's yeah. If if you're having trivia night, does your enjoyment of that trivia night go up the more questions you knew, the more you related to? Because I feel for people who go, oh, it's that character, it's that song, it's that thing. Like if you have less of that, you're less of a mark, essentially. You have less uh, identifying oh, with it. If I didn't have those things. Yeah. If I weren't a Mario fan, if this was the Minecraft movie, and I don't know anything about Minecraft, there is a Minecraft movie coming with Jason Mimosas eventually. Oh, that's right. Uh, and that is uh, this is Jason Momoa, not Mimosas. Mimosa. <laughs> I like the most. That's, 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 that's for my uh, um, brunch. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, if they make a Minecraft movie, it's just filled with all these references and musical callbacks and stuff to Minecraft. I have no relationship to Minecraft. So if that is all that's there in the movie, I'd be like, what is why am I here? Like I shouldn't be here. Yeah, if I didn't have a relationship to Mario, I don't, this would be like this would be a very bad movie experience. Yeah, it's that's why I called it sort of like uh, some films that people really enjoy, but I didn't because I was one degree separated. Meaning I have no tie into this franchise or whatever. I wouldn't say yeah. it's easier to see it for the shit that it is, but it's also harder to have to elevate it beyond what it is because I have no mm -hmm. relation to it, right? I, I, w I wouldn't say I have the, the biggest relationship with Nintendo and Mario. Do you, Jack? I mean, I've played a lot of it. I, okay. You're playing Mario Land 2 right now, aren't you? <laughs> I just beat Super Mario Land oh, 2. Oh, six of the golden coins? I got six of the golden coins, and I defeated Wario, which is very, very tough. But I like, saw your tweet. That is a That game gets extremely difficult. <laughs> that last level, amazingly hard. But it's yeah. like, you know, like, I'm also, like, I'm old enough to, like, I lived, I lived in a world without Mario, because I'm that old. Like, you know, I remember getting my first NES system and playing Mario slash Duck Hunt. It was awesome. And so, like, that is quite literally my childhood. And and so, it, like, it all depends. Like, and this is, you know, in my very snarky tweet, like, this is kind of what I was getting at about, like, it's like, what are you looking for yeah. in a movie? All you are looking for is vignettes of things that you remember then the Mario movie is going to be right up your alley. It's like, oh, look, I remember that. I remember that. Great. If you are looking for a movie, I think it, it fails remarkably. And I don't think it has to. I, I'm reminded uh, a lot of uh, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. <laughs> I don't know if either of you have seen Puss in Boots. I have, no, yeah. Please. Okay, that is the only Puss in Boots movie I have seen. Same. I've also only seen like one of the Shrek movies. I have no relationship to Puss in Boots whatsoever. But uh, after hearing all of the, the hubbub about Last Wish, I saw it and it's brilliant. It's just mm -hmm. a wonderful and brilliant yeah. family movie. And you don't need you don't need all of the extra stuff. I I always 
it stands on its own. Like if, if you are required to have a relationship with a movie before you see that movie, I think it fails. If you're mm-hmm. required to do extra homework in order to play a video game. Well, I think it fails. I think everything should be uh self-contained. Yeah. We just, uh, we were talking about that yesterday on uh slightly something else about how uh, I think that's, becoming uh one of the reasons i think a lot of people are are hitting this kind of era of superhero fatigue is it feels like you need to have done not only homework of of several movies but seasons of tv shows that on their own aren't very good yeah and so like even like this morning the trailer for the marvels came out Mm -hmm. um and it's one of those things where like if you just watched the movies you'd be like i know who brie larson is i don't know who either of those two people are because those two people were introduced in miss marvel and in wandavision and so like do you need to have watched captain marvel the film and then 10 episodes of wandavision and miss marvel or however six six episodes or whatever in order to like like, yeah, at this point, it's like, well, I don't want to do my homework. I, I'm done with school. I want to smoke <laughs> cigarettes behind the bleachers. And, and you know, Why like, you do this? <laughs> Why do you do this? That, that was always a thing in comics, right? And, you know, like comics mm-hmm. are their own unique thing where they are. It's long form storytelling, long form episodic storytelling. But, you know, Stan Lee's motto was always any comic book could be someone's first. So we need to make sure we give them as much information as possible without slowing down the storytelling mm-hmm. and um and so yes I, I i guess basically what i'm saying is i agree with you i i think that uh, we are hitting that point in which they are relying too much on people's knowledge of other things within the franchise mm-hmm. yeah. uh and also oh sorry go ahead first. why are we cutting mario slack here when that was the biggest complaint for avatar 2 we're like oh they're good to watch but the story is shit it's like this is exactly what mario is <laughs> like yeah i feel like it's avatar didn't have its ardent defi- like no i mean i'm sure there's there's the weird subsect of people who are like really interested in avatar you yeah know? avatar is extremely popular i think a lot of people are going to go to a movie once every 10 years and watch an avatar movie i don't think those people think about avatar the rest of the time um whereas mario is a thing people think about it's been a part of their daily lives yeah. and yeah. so i think people have have um stronger opinions and john proctor first off john proctor shout out to the salem witch trials and i'm not trying to call you out on this but says uh jack's being uh, too hard on the movie uh, it's just a fun romp and uh, faithful to the game there's nothing wrong with that um i think the problem is jack just mentioned the the puss in boots movie is uh media for children can be better yeah. like we have examples of media for kids that that are that are good and it's it's from series like bluey to to steven universe to uh, uh like uh you know puss in boots or, or mitchell's and the machines uh to the miyazaki movies to a lot of or like a lot of pixar's best movies Paddington too oh my god uh, <laughs> i just rewatched Encanto the other day fucking brilliant. oh my god incredible like there there are so many phenomenal kids movies or family movies or whatever and you mm-hmm. know what we can do better <laughs> like like oh it's just a kids movie all you're saying is yeah it's bad mm-hmm. like that's what your defense is is yeah I mean, it's bad i mean also mario is a kids game and it's an incredible fucking game so that's the thing. It's like that was like Mario is a game yeah. children can play and enjoy, yeah. but as an adult, you can play them and be like, "Oh my god, this is art! Like this is this is beautiful." Oh, that, was, oh, yeah. that was that was my really. biggest issue with it because I feel like the better a video game 
adaptations where they adapted the story heavily, not so much the gameplay. This one, mm-hmm. it was a lot of like, look at the gameplay, but the only time that it ever emulated the feeling of having played any of the games was that little bit at the beginning where he gets uh, confused as to which warp pipe he's going through. I was like, yeah, I kind of do remember that. That's the only time where I went, oh, that captures what it fe- what it felt like. You know, yeah. and then the other ones were just like, oh, it's a little silly, goofy, like when he's throwing up the mushroom. That was, that was cute. What? Um, <laughs> but he hates mushrooms. That was weird. The, don't Italians love mushrooms? Also, I shouldn't, I shouldn't paint Italian. That, you, you, that was a very stereotypical, yeah. How dare you. Hey, how oh, about a ghoul? <laughs> hey, I've watched Sopranos twice. It's fine. I'm, oh, okay. I'm, I'm an Italian ally. <laughs> uh <laughs> So uh, we mentioned how much money this movie made. Uh, it's 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 it, reviews didn't matter. This movie's a, a fucking massive hit, um, yeah. going to remain a massive hit. Um, Nintendo is very clearly um, uh, in a in a stage of growth beyond video games. They're never going to stop video games, but between the Universal theme parks in uh, Kyoto and L.A. and soon to be Orlando, and then this, um, they're clearly expanding. They they want to be Disney. They've been gunning for Disney for a long time. Iwata said that before he passed. Uh, Miyamoto has said that. Uh, you know, Mario is is they want him to be as recognizable as Mickey Mouse. And maybe he is now. Cause at this point, I don't, how much cachet does Mickey Mouse have? What does he really oh, do? Yeah, I think Mario is yeah. more recognizable than Mickey at this yeah. point. Nick says he's Italian. Doesn't like mushrooms. Nick, what are you? What? Nick's Italian. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I haven't, when's the last time you've heard him say a gabagool? Oh, uh, yeah. That explains so, so much. Day. Right before um, we start streaming, it goes three, two, one, a gabagool. And on we go. <laughs> Uh, no, what I wanted to ask was, uh, what do you guys think is the future of this Nintendo entertainment endeavor? Um, clearly the movie sets up a post credit scene where, uh, uh, a Yoshi egg hatches, even though earlier in the movie we see an island of Yoshis. So it feels like if we just didn't see that thing, it would have been a slightly better stinger. Everyone in the theater, by the way, everyone waited that I, that I saw it and everyone waited for like the book because the lights were still out. We waited yeah. for that post credit scene and like literally everyone was like, that was it. The yeah. entire crowd, because we, we saw Yoshi's already and then we saw a Yoshi egg uh, during the wedding. And so it's yeah. like, we already know that that's a thing. Yeah, I thought I thought we were going to get like a DeVito Wario coming out oh. and an Adam Driver Waluigi. Yes. Oh, yeah. I want him to go back uh, to live action and this time DeVito Wario. Yeah. Yeah, or Willem Dafoe is both of them. <laughs> I think, like, a, a huge part of Disney's uh, money-making uh, cabal is their theme parks. That's where yes. the largest profit margin is. One of the reasons that they bought uh, Marvel was so that they could have Marvel shit in their theme parks. That's it. Like, they don't necessarily care about Marvel movies. We got good Marvel movies. That's the only reason they bought Star Wars is so they could build a Star Wars theme park because that's where their money comes from. Uh, To me, this is the exact same with Illumination and the Mario movies is uh, a lot of uh, Mushroom Town just felt like, hey, wouldn't it be fun to walk around in this in real life? Um. Coming all 2025 or whatever right <laughs> uh it's like an advertisement for things that you will be able to do at the theme park uh years from now that's it yeah yeah i could see that um that is, but i mean this like this oh sorry go ahead Frost. i was saying that is interesting considering that japanese advertisement isn't similar to american in the sense that like oh a new anime came out but anime advertises the manga not the other way around 
You know, that, that's why you end up with these whole like, well, they only did one season. Well, yeah, but the manga's finished. Go buy it. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I did get that sense of sort of like, this is a big trailer for all our Mario stuff that we've ever made. Yeah. And now look, I, we have major sales on Mario Odyssey again. Well, also, if you you like, I don't know, maybe I, I guess I don't know. Like, Jack, you're you're the one of us with with kids. Like, uh, is is does Nintendo have more competition, like winning the hearts and minds of kids now uh, in an era of free to play stuff like Minecraft? I don't even know if Minecraft's free to play, but Minecraft, Fortnite, like all that kind of shit. Like, is, is it tougher to for Nintendo to make Nintendo kids nowadays? Oh God, yes! Like the if you thought like Nintendo, like Mario v Sonic was a big deal. Like I don't, I don't think that Mario will ever be able to reclaim kids from Roblox, which oh, is no. just game played by far of anything ever. Roblox is uh, insane and it's free. Uh, you know, caveat, caveat, caveat. Right? Um, <laughs> my, you know, my kids they they hop on uh, their switches uh, every once in a while, but then they will very easily hop off and play whatever's, uh, you know, on a, on a phone or an iPad or whatever, they're not tied to one console like we were. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it doesn't matter. So Nintendo has incredibly harsh competition. And it's interesting because Nintendo didn't, like Nintendo was kind of given up on the mobile market. Um, they tried. They had the Animal Crossing Pocky Jockey. They had uh, that wasn't what it was called. Animal Crossing Pocky Jockey. Uh, they had the the Pikmin Pokemon Go game, which which was a failure, and then uh, Mario Run and the Mario Kart mobile games, both of which uh, I think Mario Kart's still getting updates. But uh, I think they've even said that they're like sort of pulling back on that. So. Um, yeah, and it also feels like these these movie endeavors. I'm imagining is a way to like if this this is the biggest movie of the moment, and I'm sure all kids want to see it because they want to see it because they want to talk about it with the other kids at school. And I'm I'm curious to see if Nintendo sees this as a way to make new fans who are going to be like, oh, I should buy a Switch and check these things out in the same way <laughs> that um, there's the the numbers have already come out that that absolutely worked for Sony and The Last of Us with the HBO show. Like they saw a a bump in PS5 sales and a bump in sales of The Last of Us 1 and The Last of Us 2 um, with that HBO show. So I think they were able to court a new audience into their ecosystem, and that's what they want. They want to get them in there and, and sort of shoot their webs at them. No, not like, not like, like not like a Spider-Man is not Spider- Nintendo. No, or like She-Lob. They want to be like She-Lob. Well, he tried to eat them. But um, uh, also, Shashi can say Pokemon Go is a huge success. Pokemon to me is not Nintendo. Pokemon is the Pokemon company. Like so, <laughs> that might be um, showing your critic. You're showing your critic right now because no, I think I'm not showing my critic. It is sure like the Pokemon company has final say over everything. Like those are not like poke. The reason Pokemon doesn't have the Nintendo seal of, of quality is because they operate outside of Nintendo. What's like, the opposite of, of generification, not where you make it meaningless, but you, you attribute it to the wrong thing. Cause I think for, for people who aren't attached to gaming, they think Pokemon, they think Nintendo because of the thing they oh, play it on. Oh, a hundred percent. And I get it because Pokemon's not anywhere else, but like, I don't know the fact of the matter is like Pokemon operates by, by themselves like you know mm. everything else like every Nintendo game runs through Miyamoto he's probably gets final say <laughs> on everything at the end of the day whereas he doesn't on Pokemon and that's why we get fucking I don't even know what the last ones were called like ingot and uh, I think it was minerals uh, I think it rocks was, and minerals <laughs> it was green go and red stop <laughs> what are those games called I bought one of them <laughs> spirit it was a Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet and Violet. Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. Art and Shield, I remember. And then we yeah. got our, our, our CS, our Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, like Nintendo, uh, Nintendo doesn't have logos in front of the uh, Detective Pikachu movie or anything like that. Nintendo doesn't have logos in front of the animated Pokemon movies. Um, so that feels like it's in a very, very different realm, although Pokemon is still massively successful. So it doesn't really need Nintendo for that. Um, yeah, but I'm curious, like, it's it's clear. I think it's interesting that uh, we saw Easter eggs from so many games. We saw Easter eggs of all those games you mentioned, Pikmin, Ice Climbers, Punch-Out, F-Zero, Star Fox, all that stuff. Um, two things we didn't see Easter eggs for. At least I didn't see them, and uh, uh, I haven't seen anyone online talk about them, were Metroid and Zelda, which feel like the two biggies that make the most sense. Like, you, in my head, I can imagine a Metroid movie because there have been movies that have elements of metroid i can imagine a zelda thing because it's just a big adventure story um do you think those are things we'll see in the next five to ten years and do you think there is any chance of of you feeling more positively about them than you do about the mario movie here here's what i'm gonna here's my hot take i hope we don't (laughs) because if we see them they'll be done by illumination and they'll be crap I mean, not necessarily done by Illumination, right? A hundred percent. Illumination just made Nintendo a ton of money. Why wouldn't they go to them? Yeah, and the head of Illumination is the first American to be on the board of Nintendo. So, like, they they like they brought him in. They love that man. Yeah. So, so I I hope not. I what I'm uh, I'll, I'll save this for uh, for uh, in a bit. Uh, Frost, Zelda, Metroid. What do you think what about them? Do you think we're going to see, <laughs> do you think, do you think, um, clearly we're going to get a second Mario movie. Do you right. think floodgates are going to open? I have a piece on the, on the website right uh, now that went up this morning where I think the floodgates are about to open and I see a world where 10 years from now, there's an, another animal crossing movie because there is an animal crossing animated, mo- an anime from uh, the right. mid two thousands. That is wonderful. Uh, it never got released in the West, but there's fan subs for it and it is great. See, it's, it's tricky with Nintendo because they do, the corporate steps right mm-hmm. they they know as much as anyone else that this is just marketing for the rest of their products but they also know milking things too for too long messes with your legacy right if anything nintendo is very concerned with their legacy that's why they will sue uh strange rule 34 and a little girl who just decided to draw sonic for i don't know show until that day or something like that yeah but they they are cold like that but because they're corporate minded so I'm kind of with Jack that I almost feel like this would be one us. So aside from, um, I almost have more hope for the next Mario because I feel like they will see the audience loved it, but people can recognize that there's really no meat to it. So I almost feel like they will add meat to the next one. But I think Metroid, I think Zelda, they'll just be showcases. Just very similar like this one. It's hard to yeah. say without a track record. You know, first step isn't a track record. Well, and it's hard to say with one weekend. I think what what is going to be the most interesting data point is this upcoming weekend's box office. Yeah, the drop. The drop. The drop that, that's what I was talking about earlier with, with other movies. Like how good a movie is, how good word of mouth is dramatically affects how long it stays in theaters and how much money it makes. So obviously it's already probably made its budget back. Do we know? Do we have an estimation on its budget? Least, uh, I, oh, it's 100% made its budget back. Yeah, I, mean, I think it crossed 400 million worldwide. So, oh, okay. Great. There's no way that movie cost 400 million. They made at least $20 back from me. So. <laughs> <laughs> you just Venmoed them. <laughs> you, Ven- you Venmoed Nintendo, all that. Yeah. Money. That's great. Uh, um, so, so, like, you know, the movie made a lot of money. 
I I hope, and this is going to sound really cynical. I hope we see a massive drop off this weekend to hopefully show Nintendo and Illumination that this movie doesn't have legs. It, uh, as soon as like you know, it, it was getting amazing uh, Rotten Tomato scores until they uh, unembargoed critics, and then that score dropped dramatically. And excuse you, sorry, that was my dog. I don't know if you. Heard. <laughs> She's upset because I brought her in here because she was barking at squirrels. Uh, so, like, if we if we see that massive drop off in box office, that means it had terrible word of mouth. Everybody who has seen it has already seen it. And everyone else is waiting for VOD in which they won't make as much money back. That's what I'm hoping for. I think it's likely because of how bad critics have been to the movies. But who but God, who knows? I've seen like I've seen people defend this movie with the fervor of of a of a true fan. And it's like it's just it's a Mario movie, y'all. Like, let's all settle down. <laughs> yeah. I, I think this movie I think it's gonna have a pretty big second weekend because I think there's gonna be a lot of repeat viewers. You think I think there's I think there's people where this movie is gonna mean a lot to them, both no. children and adults. And so <laughs> it's had um, my first, second, and third kiss at the Mario movies. <laughs> 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 oh what a time <laughs> yeah uh yeah it's interesting because they've tried um there were uh, there was reports from the wall street journal that they had a um nintendo had a zelda series in production in in uh, pre-production with netflix as well as a claymation Star Fox series and when uh the leak came out nintendo severed the relationship and ended the deal which is insane to me because I'm like, it feels like you just wanted to get out of this relationship. Like things leak all the time. Um, but but I, I, I have to imagine this is inevitable. Like, and I, I'd like, you can, you know, wish all you want for a Zelda, like Zelda is my, probably my favorite game series ever. Um, and uh, in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, give it to have it like, like <laughs> spirited away or Princess Mononoke quality. Like those two are, the, you know, Princess uh, the Zelda series, especially Breath of the Wild, clearly inspired by by the works of Ghibli. Um, it's never going to happen. Like this is never, the movie's never going to be like the Majora's Mask movie I want where every episode is a 72 hour time loop in Termina. It's never going to happen. So like, um, I don't know if this thing's going to be live action. I don't know if it would be animated. Like, I can't imagine the, the illumination animation style in Zelda or Metroid, like, uh, sends a shiver up my spine. That being said, you talk how many boring ass Shrek movies and Puss in Boots movies there were, and suddenly they pivoted. And <laughs> Last Witch was Last Wish was very good. And so, and like, listen, Shrek in in and of itself was this subversion of a kids movie. Like that mm -hmm. was Shrek's whole big deal. Like we're not going to be a musical. We're going to use pop music. We're going yeah. to literally make like make Disney our villain. Yeah, <laughs> like. Um, and so like, I think Shrek did a lot of great work. And then instead of continuing to subvert, uh, the expectations, they just said, let's just do Shrek a million and million and million times, a million times over and over and over again. I don't know, man. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens this weekend. If we see a big drop off, that could mean that they will take stock of where they are going with this. If they don't see a big drop off, nothing matters and the world has a little less hope in it. <laughs> I think I think that I'd like to think they're a little more realistic about these things. 
I, I don't see them pulling your Black Adams. You know, I don't see them pulling. Oh, the worst one would be the most like out of touch. Someone in marketing or someone in the CEO thing was Morbius. Where it's like, go on, release it again, guys. <laughs> you release it. And they did. And they made like $11 or something or other. I, it's so I thought people just liked making fun of it. They didn't actually want to engage They're going to hate it. watch it. Yeah, like, what a gamble. The memes. memes equal ticket sales. Oh, they don't? No. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. You can't pay oh, the, the internet's not a real place? <laughs> Pretty much. Uh before we move on, uh, Bearded Bunny resubbed on Prime for four months. Thank you so much, Bearded Bunny. With a whoo! I don't know. I read that kind of in like woo. a fake Mario voice, but yeah. uh, I appreciate it. Gudlack, $5 dono. Thank you so much. That reminds me, The Owl House just had their series finale. Did you, any of you watch it? What are your thoughts on the show? Uh, I've heard amazing things about The Owl House, which is uh, an animated series that um, I don't know anything about, but I know is one of those things like the aforementioned Steven Universe or Adventure Time or anything like that, where it's uh, a show kids can enjoy, but is also clearly um, has, has uh, uh, themes that resonate with adults. So I've yeah. heard nothing but good things, but I've never watched it. Have you guys ever watched Owl House? Same same boat as you. Heard nothing but good things. And what are your opinions on owls in general? Uh, I enjoy them. <laughs> okay, I always get worried about night birds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, birds should be asleep at night, like humans. Fair. So um, I'm always just like, "What are you doing? This is overnight shift. What are you doing? Yeah, are you sleeping during the day?" That's why I like owls, is because they're creepy, creepy motherfuckers. And yeah, more of that in our lives. Yeah, they can't move their eyes. That's why they move their head. That's fucking weird, dude. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, is that why they're night birds? Maybe I don't know. Yeah. As far as Owl House, I thought it was a production studio. I didn't know it was a show. I think I have it confused you with something Blumhouse. Else. Maybe the horror. The yeah. horror. Also, yeah, Universal they're... has a deal with both Blumhouse and Jordan Peele, so maybe we get a Blumhouse Metroid movie and a Jordan Peele uh, Zelda movie. Yeah, because Key was in this. Daniel Kaluuya. So. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya is uh, as uh, Link. <laughs> why is link 35 years old it's been hard times <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a noir link yeah although kiki palmer from nope as zelda inspired casting you also you can use uh, actors that weren't in your previous movies that's also and allowed the, the thing people that's allowed uh and then uh banana peaches thank you so much for 9.99 dono Perhaps y'all touched on this, but what about a Splatoon movie? It has a good amount of lore for it to be interesting, in my opinion. Splatoon, I feel like Splatoon, we, we don't put it, as Americans, we don't put enough respect on its name. Because in Japan, it is fucking huge. Is like, it? the kids, the kids love it. It is like, it is stylish, it is in touch with the youths. Uh, people, people in Japan fucking love Splatoon. Uh, I, I would love a Splatoon movie not done by Illumination. Something style, like something that, a Splatoon movie with the sort of, um... Uh, 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 stylish, uh, you know, uh, devil may care nature of something like the Puss in Boots movie or um, Spider Verse into the Spider Verse across the Spider Verse, that kind of thing. I think that could be a really cool um, uh, uh, companion with the tone of Splatoon. I don't know anything about the lore. There's Squid Kids. You play the Squid Kids, like Animorphs. What's going on? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a little bit like Animorphs. Yeah, it's like when they when there's goo around them. The animals you morph into goop. Ah, yeah, yeah, but yeah. So it's like Alex Mack, the secret world of Alex Mack. <laughs> All right. Uh, that was my first crush. Shout out to the secret world of Alex Mack. Snake in the Garden, two euro donation. Stardew Valley. Could it make a movie or TV show? I think a Stardew Valley. I do if a it's cartoon, in like work. No Country for Old Men style, though. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Did yes. you guys never see Super Mario Warfare? Like you're putting those super dark twists on, on cartoon things. That's great. That'd be great. Amazing. Like great, the, it, the doing that uh, the Winnie the Pooh thing, the, that horror one. Oh yeah, because that'll be Lovely. good. Uh, no, like 
all hope is lost uh, because it made so much money. The Mario movie made so much money, and so all that's all we're gonna get. We're gonna get trolls sing the Secret Life of Pets version of anything Nintendo. They have a good relationship with Illumination now. Uh, Stardew Valley, uh, I don't think. I mean, first you can make a movie out of anything. You can make a good movie out of literally anything. I think some things work better as games. I think Stardew Valley as a game, as that like slow burn reveal of your story, you putting in the effort to develop your own relationships, that works better as a game. Just let some things be games. Yeah. Or you would have to give them to people who actually are good with films. Uh, that's the thing. I, I did Darren's review of Dungeons and Dragons, and I wasn't too sold on it in that same sense of like, oh, they're just going to bombard me with D&D vignettes. Uh, but no, how he's saying it was made by the people who made Game Nights and they had an approach where they wanted to make it very, very as a film and every fantasy mm-hmm. set piece has to double back into the comedy. And so it was very uh, done well, like in Game Night. And that's what sold me on it. So but we'll see. Uh, we'll see if they, uh, aside from, you know, they're going to do the second one, but I don't think it's because this one did so well. I think it's just because there's so much Mario stuff. You're not mm-hmm. milking it. There's just so much excess. You know, they, they haven't gotten to the point where the cow's screaming. Yeah, I mean, I can imagine a this next one being like a loose adaptation of Mario World, and you get Yoshi, and you get the Koopa Kids, and everything. Yeah. You could make a one where it's Mario Sunshine, and he gets put in false imprisonment because his doppelganger keeps causing a ruckus on that island. Um, that's a weird game, by the oh, way. I'm that, replaying that now. Oh, and let that me tell would you, make a cool one, wouldn't it? Oh my god, your doppelganger causing a ruckus? That'd be that would be actually that would be really great. Like if if like uh, painty inky Mario is the nemesis of the next one, yeah, that'd be yeah. Great. Give me that but, a la prestige. Yeah. Oh, Fisco Born says. Oh no, I'm sorry. Sir George Lucas says the only plot Stardew Valley has is you, the player, inherit your grandpa's farm. Put some meat on that. Uh, hopefully that is meant to be sarcastic because Stardew Valley has uh, rich characters. It has uh, magical creatures that pop up sometimes. It has, like, uh, you can choose between magical creatures or the evil corporation. It has, a, like, mines and monsters and deserts, and the devil is there, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, Inheriting I, the farm is almost like a, it's, this is like a sleeper agent where yeah. like, you think this is what it's about, but it's about so much more than that. Right. Also, like the plot of John Wick is someone kills his dog like the that's it. And that that movie's fucking brilliant. So, like, guess what? You don't need uh, a lot of plot to make a good movie. Someone killed us. The plot of Star Wars is, oh, my uncle died. That's it. That's it. (laughs) The, like the plot of Star Wars is the bad guys are bad and the good guys are good. That's the plot of Star Wars. And you know what? It's a pretty good movie. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh. And sometimes uh, uh, you get your hand cut off. There's, still, there's other stories in the Bible we could rip. There's enough space Jesus and fantasy Jesus. And, exactly. You know, like Warcraft was Moses. Just put, put Warcraft little, was Moses? Yeah, the like Warcraft, Warcraft movie. Oh, I don't remember that one. You just put little baby in the basket. Roll it goes down the river. No, I mean, I saw the Warcraft movie. I don't yeah. remember anything. I don't remember anything about it. <laughs> that might be the guy, Duncan Jones. Shout out to Duncan Jones, David Bowie's son. Uh, he directed two movies I loved, and then I've hated everything else he's done. He did Moon with Sam Rockwell. That's oh. all about, oh, shit, I'm on the moon, but I'm also here. <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> Love that movie. And then Source Code, which is a time loop movie, which uh, to me, everything that's not 12 minutes, that's a time loop is perfect. So anything that is a time loop, with the exception of 12 minutes, is perfect. Any game, any movie that's a time loop, perfect. Wait, have you seen... 
have you seen the the marlon wayne's time loop movie oh no where he wakes up naked this sounds great what (laughs) oh no it's not good I, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, it's not good because it's great. It's oh, it's called Naked. That's it. It's called Naked. <laughs> oh, oh, to the point. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to see. Is that new Marlon Wayans? Old Marlon Wayans? Ooh, don't just Google Naked. What are we doing here? Holy moly. I'm going to get out of there. It is, no, it's, it's supposed to be a time loop comedy, and it is not good. Oh, so. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> is it going to go in the 12 minutes pile? Oh, no. Uh, Pure Pyro with 100 bits over on Twitch. Thank you so much. Jack, this is kind of geared towards you. Did you see the trailer for Silo on Apple TV? Also, did you know that they're making a Silo show on Apple TV? It comes I've, out in like a month. Uh, I've known that they've been making a Silo uh, TV show for quite some time. I haven't watched the trailer because I will be there fucking day one. Yeah. Wolf is uh, one of my favorite books of all time. Uh, if you haven't read Wool, read it now before Silo comes out because fuck is is fucking great. Uh, I'm excited for it. Just the the pedigree. Graham Yost is the showrunner who was the showrunner of Justified, and he also wrote Speed. Which oh my god, what a screenplay! Speed, a bus movie? that goes too fast. Yeah. By the wow. way, talk about a simple plot. The bus can't slow down. Uh, <laughs> uh, the no. bus can't slow. See, that's, that's why I love the Twilight Zone so much because sometimes it's existential, and other times it's like, yeah. what if his hands were his mouth? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, everything's normal, but one thing's different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's oh. like every Twilight Zone episode. Yeah. Oh, Everybody love- keeps I- calling me a different name. What's happening? <laughs> I am so hyped uh, for Silo. I, yeah. you know, I hope they do it well. I think it, it's that's something that can be adapted really well. Uh, once we get mm-hmm. into spoiler talks, that'll be that'll be one of those like, hopefully people don't spoil. Uh, you know, ooh, Silo spoil silos that's a good uh it's a it's a very good segue although i'm gonna i'm gonna do two super chats before the segue (laughs) also i'm gonna skip the star wars stuff i don't have anything we don't want to i don't want yes we we spent a whole hour on mario this is great but i was gonna skip the star wars stuff sorry george lucas made my day mark uh svs with a two euro donation uh have you seen the barbie trailer uh, I'm genuinely excited for Barbie. Also, because Greta Gerwig uh, is a great director, and uh, her and Noah Noah Baumbach are both amazing writers, and so that's that's a great combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm genuinely excited for the. I mean, that comes out the same day as Oppenheimer. That's gonna be a weird day. That's gonna be like a day, like a robo tripping day, where you take a bunch of Nyquil and Dayquil at the same time and see what happens. It's gonna be weird yeah. when the dementia finally hits. It's like, yeah, I remember it was an explosion and then a flurry of pink. <laughs> I was there. <laughs> Ryan Gosling didn't have a shirt on, which seems dangerous yeah. at a nuclear test site. The real question is, which do you see first? If if you're doing the Barbie Oppenheimer double feature, which do you... I think you see Oppenheimer first, right? Well, and then, yeah. I heard Barbie was dark, so I might go Barbie and then finish off with Oppenheimer to just lighten things finish up. Finish off with something lighter? Yeah. Uh, you watch them simultaneously. <gasps> yes. Yeah. They actually, they, they fit uh, together very well. Uh, and then Lauren with a two dollar dono. Thank you so much. What if Super Smash Bros is a kung fu movie? I'm, I mean, I again, there's a non-zero chance Nintendo movies would build towards their Avengers, which is Super Smash Bros., which seems so dumb to me. But I would be very excited to see in theaters if there was a post-credit scene where Mario gets a little envelope, has the little the little seal on it, the wax seal. Yeah. I'd get excited. Are they trying in the same way? I like I get excited when I see like a dog jump through a hoop. <laughs> like oh shit. Right through. Dog just jumped through a hoop. And Arthur, welcome to Early Access. Thank you so much, Arthur. Um, so, as as Zach's uh, elegant segue. Uh, uh, wait, Jack. Jesus, Zach. Um, as as Jack's uh, elegant segue uh, put uh, the spoiler talk. 
So um, this, this came from this weekend's episode of Succession. Had a lot of, lot of online conversation around it. Um, uh, and a lot of any discussion of it sort of was a spoiler, a big spoiler for the episode. And those conversations started as it was airing, people live tweeting it, major websites putting, putting things up. Uh, you know, in order to talk about this episode, you needed to spoil things. Uh, and so uh, and then there was an equal amount of backlash of like, I don't have time to watch it on Sunday nights or or Monday mornings or, or I'm not caught up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't have a stance one way or another, but I'm just curious to sort of unpack this. Like, what do you guys think of sort of uh, modern spoiler culture in both in terms of movies and TV, but also in terms of, um, you know, the games that we cover? Because uh, it, it, it can be tough to sort of navigate that minefield. And a lot of people get very touchy about it. Um, but you, I, I don't know, like, how, how do you how do you guys uh, sort of take in and, and discuss spoilers when it comes to things? Get off Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> That's that the is... big one there. Well, the yeah. Great. And that was good. <laughs> get off Twitter. You can't tell me that society doesn't like spoilers, because if you look at the 15 movies that won the most Oscars, you've got Lord of the Rings which everybody is a fucking book. Titanic, if you didn't know what happened. Ben-Hur, also a book. West Side Story. You can go through DiCaprio's filmography. Most of his things are like books and people that lived. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think people care. So Aviator, he, went, no, he, he started peeing in bottles. By yeah, the end. That, that was uh, absolutely real. I, I get the, uh, the common decency of like, all right, don't just like, start the recap. It's like, whoa, Passion of the Christ 2 was nuts. And you just start ripping spoilers. Like, that's that's a little rude. kind of came out of nowhere. But places like social town halls, such as Twitter, where you have the ability to not show up, the place where hot news just flies on through during... Yeah, no, that's strange. Today, hey, everybody, stop talking about this till I've seen it. And then, oh, damn, okay. Now we can talk about it on Twitter. That's just strange to Absolutely me. Absolutely, The hubris of people. Hey, everyone, you stop having a good time because I don't want to hear it. So you stop it. <laughs> so that's... You could easily stay off Twitter. I mean... Yeah. I say that even though uh, some of us, like Nick, can't easily stay off Twitter. Sorry, Nick. Oh, you just messaged. Oh, sorry. he's just there. Yeah. He, he oh, Nick says I just mute shows I'm watching on Twitter. Now. I just mute Succession or House of the Dragon or whatever. See, that works. He physically. Um, yep. But there are certain things like it's like a uh, for Nick. You like, can't <laughs> you can't escape the algorithm in certain places. And Lampy brought it up, and Tyreel brought it up, and I've had it happen to me. YouTube. YouTube is a thing I like. It's hard for me to not go on YouTube. I go on YouTube every day. I YouTube. If you told me I, uh, uh, which one is, is gone from my life forever, Twitter or YouTube, I'd be like, that's, I could, I'd be happier without Twitter. What, what kind of Just algorithm do you have though? That's doing my thing YouTube. is I look up a lot of game stuff. I, I have a lot of video game essays and Ooh. stuff. And so it was a bummer the day God of War Ragnarok came out and I was playing like five hours a day when that game came out. I just got served a thumbnail that was of a of a of a climactic boss battle of two characters that I didn't expect to be fighting, and I was like, "Well, where did? Why did you serve me this? <laughs> like, I didn't want to look at that." And I guess I could have just stayed off YouTube, but like that's it's hard. Like go, YouTube go, is my uh, entertainment source. So YouTube incognito, fresh algorithm whenever hot things are coming around. There but I go. like when the algo serves me things I want to well, see. Well, here's what you get. <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a bad relationship with the algo. Yeah, that's, that's what it comes down to. Uh, has that happened to you, Jack? I can't say. It. I, I've, it's caught my eye, a thumbnail or a title that went boom, big spoiler. Granted, I don't care for spoilers. Maybe I should have started there. 
Oh yeah, no, and I mean, I prefer to go into just about anything as fresh as possible. That's sure. uh, why I haven't seen uh, the Silo trailer because yeah. like, that's something I know I'm going to watch. I don't even want to know. Like, I haven't looked up who's starring in it. I haven't looked up any information because it's something I know I'm going to watch. Therefore, the less I know about it, the better for me. I Some... assume it's just the cast of Speed. It's just oh fuck! It's, Keanu, <laughs> it's digital Dennis Hopper. Do not. <laughs> Toy with my emotions, because like Keanu and Sandra in that in that series would work so well. Oh, sorry, I'm at Speed Two, so it's Sandra and Jason Patrick. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I'm I'm I'm, I'm also still there. Yeah, Sandra Bullock as the lead uh, in in Wool uh, would be phenomenal. Um, in any case. Yes, there. I mean, there. There are some things you can't escape. For example, I have yet to see the newest Ant Man movie, but a character that appears in that Ant Man movie was spoiled for me while I was playing Marvel Snap. Wait a minute. You know, because they had like a Ant Man booster pack, and like on the front of that booster pack was a character. I was like, wait a minute, if that character's in the booster pack, oh, they're in the movie. And then you know, I found out later that that character is in the movie. I was like, oh. Well, that would have been a fun surprise if I would have seen it. I don't think that will. I don't. I, well, no. I, so that will 100% lessen my enjoyment of that reveal in that movie. That's what spoilers do. They spoil like 100%. It will lessen your enjoyment. Uh, it won't completely erase your enjoyment, but it will lessen it. Mm-hmm. So like there's common courtesy on one hand and there's your own action on the other hand about staying away from as many things as possible. Sometimes you don't know, sometimes you don't know where they're going to come from. And that's the downside of having all of humanity's information at our fingertips. Yeah, I'm uh, I, I've also just uh, as as a fan of a lot of the big prestige HBO shows, I've uh, grown accustomed to. Most of my Sunday nights are free to where I'm able to, if I'm a big fan of House of the Dragon or Succession or, or uh, The Last of Us or anything like that, even though, I don't know, I played the game so you can really spoil it for me. Um, I, I, I watch them in real time. I don't have Twitter open. I just I, I start watching when it drops on HBO Max and I watch it. Uh, tougher to do with stuff like the Disney Plus shows because usually that drops at like midnight Pacific time, I think, which is I'm not staying up till 2 a.m. to watch it. So I'll watch it in the morning. <laughs> What's that? That's the best time for cartoons. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love my baby Yoda as I'm trying to stay awake. Ready to watch that man, But I, I kind of made like the offhand comment before, but like, what, like how? Why do we treat um, something like Succession, which airs every week at this very specific time on HBO? Um, why do we treat the events of that episode differently than we treat a live sporting event? Um, because again, if someone's tweeting the results of, of the NBA finals or the, the uh, Super Bowl or something, knowing it's mad and it's like, I was going to watch it later. Why did you do that? Um, but we feel that way about this. And I just don't like, I understand that they are different things, but, um, when, when it's not like it's a surprise when it's going to be there. And it's also not like, like video games are even a different matter because, uh, bringing up Elden Ring, uh, when everyone was playing Elden Ring, it wasn't like uh, a narrative game like The Last of Us where you could be like, oh, have you gotten to Seattle yet? And then you could kind of know when where someone is in the game. The way Elden Ring worked is like everyone's just going off and finding shit. And so yeah. like you don't know where someone is based on things. And there's certain reveals like for the first couple uh, 
for the first couple of weeks, uh, I was like nervous to talk about something like the, the, the Schieffer river. When you take the elevator down and, uh, yeah. uh, you finally see this underground place and you're like, Oh my God, this world's way bigger than I thought it was. Right. Like I oh, was very God. careful talking to people about that because I wanted them to experience it for the first time. Did I just spoil that for you, Frost? I'm sorry. No, I remember that too. I was just yeah. like, this elevator's going a bit. <laughs> Yeah, and you get down, you're like, oh, it's like underground space cave. (laughs) Right. So, like, not knowing that that area exists turns it into a legitimate moment in the game. And if you know it exists beforehand, it's still a beautiful vista. It's still an awe-inspiring moment, but it is less than uh, having not known. I agree. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I I think to your point about sports... Uh, part of that is what fans expect. Like literally there are apps on your phone that will just tell you the score. And mm-hmm. so many fans just want to know the score of the game. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you can literally, yeah. like, th- no, in fact, they broadcast the score of the other games while you're watching the game because they know that some people, they oh, just yeah. want that information, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're not into the back and forth of the entire match like everybody is. And so part of that is what what fans come to expect. Like, mm-hmm. I just just give me the numbers. I don't care about the actual right. sport. I just Do want people complain about I, I don't this isn't like a, I don't watch any reality TV. Mm-hmm. So like when there's the season finale of uh, is American Idol still <laughs> or like or the Survivor. voice or Survivor or Bachelor yeah, yeah, or any yeah. of those shows like. Do people treat those like a live sporting event or do people treat those like I haven't watched it yet? Why did you why did you spoil it? It's like if you tell like I have some friends who are very into those kind of reality. If you like they will shut down like la 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 (laughs) shut down if something even sounds close to that. You know, like oh I really like Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. Uh you know, like I don't bring it up. Oh, not that. I was listening to Destiny's Child. I'm a survivor. Oh. <laughs> like, you know, like they get so into that. That's yeah. their thing. Absolutely. I think, because I'm, I'm definitely with Jack there. I think what they're trying to pre- preserve is the suspense, right? And that's why it's a little different for sports, because even if you go 21-0, there was an interception. Still going back and watching uh, Odell Beckham's one-handed catch is pretty phenomenal or watching uh, the legion of boom doing their thing like it's still intense even if i know who's going to win and whatever the score is going to end up being i think mm-hmm. for like anime you know the protagonist is going to win but it's going to come down to execution i think some people just like preserving their that sense of suspense right and it's almost the more cynical side of me goes some people linger on twist a little too much because i think if if it all came down to this twist it was shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if you're relying on a single yeah. on a single 10 second thing yeah yeah so like and that's that's like a uh, not a universal rule i have but i have this feeling of if i wa- if i read through whatever the synopsis of a show or a tv is uh and it makes me not want to watch it. It's because the story sucked, not so much because mm-hmm. oh, I know all the hot hits now. Like you can't spoil Memento, really, can you? Still, I tried. I tried many times. I read it four or five times, and then actually watching it, you're just like, whoa, that's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's like I got. I also feel like the Mario movie is unspoilable. Yeah, no, like, you can't spoil that. There's nothing in the Mario movie that's like surprising. So like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like that's like a, a movie that can't be spoiled. Oh, I wish it uh, had one. Been. Uh, one interesting thing uh, Lampy brings up, which is interesting because it ties into we didn't have a, did we have an episode last week? 
the one where we talked about binge, uh, the no, well, you weren't here, Jack, but where we talked about uh, binging versus week to week, which yeah. one we enjoy more in oh, terms yeah. of consuming shows. Uh, Lampy with a ten pound dono, thank you so much, Lampy, brings up uh, one big source of spoilers is when I'm in the office and a series has all dropped at the same time, like a Netflix series, mm-hmm. and I didn't have eight hours to watch it all before Monday, and people spoil the series. So that is like when a Netflix thing comes out, you, you almost feel like, Oh man, I got a, I got a clear space to, to finish, yeah. you know, stranger things or, or whatever. I guess that's the only like Netflix thing I care about. So I can really yeah. lock down the series before I go back to the office. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, you know, that's again, like a, like a longer game. It's, um, you know, it's, it's harder to gauge where someone else is in a thing. Whereas, you know, if a show is weekly and it only aired that 55 minute episode on Sunday night, you assume anyone who like everyone feels like they're more on equal footing. Whereas yeah. if eight episodes dropped in a weekend, like, you know, sickos are going to watch it all in one <laughs> sitting. Whereas like normies are going to take their time with it. Although I feel like the normies and the sickos are slowly, the line between them is, is, is slowly. Slurring. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I see sickos walking around like normal people. They don't yeah. know that they're sickos. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like they live. You got to put your glasses on. Six to be sense. Sickos. Yeah. They're clearly normies, yeah. and they're just like, "Oh, I'm, I'm a real sicko." And you're like, "John, <laughs> shut up, shut up, John." That's a that's a good point, though. What is the uh, the grace period? Like, can we talk about six cents? Yeah, yeah, we can talk about six cents, right? We? Like, like the Titanic I, going down. That's crazy. I mean, can we we can talk about the Last of Us, right? Like, well, I don't know. Can at we? this point, it's been a game for a decade, and the show's been off for like two months. Like, well, and that was the same thing with with uh, Game of Thrones, where it's like Song of Iron uh, uh, of Ice and Fire has been out for years, y'all. We we know what happened already. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like that's where we get into the mushy territory of like being courteous. Uh, but also protecting yourself, right? Where it's like, you know, the sixth sense, like, you know, kind of back to Frost's point about like, if, if it, if it all relies on the twist and the story is shit, then it just doesn't matter because like, we actually just rewatched the sixth sense with our kids who fucking loved it. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, it's, it's been a while, but both my wife and I obviously knew the twist. And so like, we're just watching it. Like it's such a good second and third and fourth. Yeah. Yeah. Like seeing how it all connects and great performances, great story overall. Mm-hmm. And so it's like grace period is as much as you want to give. We are also in a business where we need to write articles about shit and talk about shit and post shit. And so like, we happen to be in an industry that thrives on whoever has the first take wins. So we are incentivized to get that take out as fast as humanly possible. And you know whose fault that is? All y'alls. All y'alls who watch <laughs> and read the first fastest, hottest take because you are incentivizing us to do that. By God's funeral. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Qui-Gon's funeral. I will always bring up, Jack, you know this? What? The Phantom Menace came out. They released all the merchandise. I believe it was on May 4th, and the movie didn't come out for several weeks after that. So all the merchandise. So you could buy all the toys. Yeah. There was everything. Bought the soundtrack. Bought the, the John Williams score. Incredible. Okay. One of the tracks on the back is just called Qui-Gon's Funeral Pyre. <laughs> I'm like, J-Will, what are you doing to me? <laughs> Get fucked soundtrack. Um, <laughs> one one interesting thing, bring up The Last of Us. Six months ago, I would have said the statute of limitations on The Last of Us Part Two is up. I oh. would say you could freely spoil The Last of Us Part Two six months ago. Yeah. Now I am very careful talking about The Last of Us Part Two. 
because there's a lot of people in my life who only watch the TV show and aren't going to play the game. And I don't want to spoil The Last of Us 2, like, I, we'll see how they handle it in the show. Like, has a lot of big events and, and twisties. And, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they did that. And so, like, I don't want to... I'm not going to be an asshole and, like, like take that away from people who are enjoying it in real time. But it's just an interesting thing that six months ago, I'd be like, well, the game came out fucking three years ago. Like, deal with it. Like, <laughs> so, like figure your shit out. And so, like, that's... I don't know. That's like a weird. Isn't that the same for the books? Uh, you know, adapting a book into a yeah, TV yeah. Like, hey, we all know what happens at the red wedding. I read it in the book. Who cares about spoilers? Well, because now you're a dickhead because there's a new medium. Yeah, because in like 2008, before Game of Thrones is a TV series, yeah. if you were just like, damn, there's this fantasy book, and like halfway through it, a bunch of the main characters get killed, like out of nowhere, it's fucking nuts. And you'd be like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Whereas if people are on like season three is just starting and you're like, Hey, this book like 15 years ago, all these characters are going to die. That's really shitty. Um, so I feel like you can, I feel like we need to be, uh, uh, we need to have room to discuss spoilers because we need to discuss art in its, in its, in its entirety. Yes. We need to discuss stories in its entirety. I feel like also people need to, if, if, if you are, are very, uh, like conscientious of spoilers and you want to go in fresh, you kind of need to take some of the responsibility in your own hands by staying out of certain public grounds, uh, uh, spaces, stay away from podcasts called the recap. (laughs) Exactly. Someone someone did get mad at that for like, we were said, we discussed the new episode of Mando and you're like, I can't believe you did it. (laughs) Um, and, uh, uh, but at the same time, I, you know, you don't have to be an asshole about like, yeah, like I, I don't want anything spoiled. I don't want to be the person who spoils something for someone. But at the same time, like there's, I don't know, like, if, I don't if, know what there, if there's a statute of limitations on it. If we are going to have a full, you know, if we are going to do our jobs as critics and commentators, we have to be free to fully talk about whatever piece of art we are talking about. Yeah. But we can also say at this point, like I know, you know, a a lot of movie reviews will say, here's the spoiler free review after this time code. Fuck all to everything. Yeah. Yeah. About everything. And I appreciate that as a viewer. Absolutely. It's tough, though, when. So much of what we talk about is a a smorgasbord of media across mediums. Um, So, like, we'll be talking about games, but then we'll also be referencing movies and TV shows. And so, like, our main topic might be Elden Ring. But if we start pulling from other things, you're like, oh, shit. Well, what's the, you know, what's the statute of limitations here? And, 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 like, we just did slightly something else all about endings. And we were like, well, what? I don't feel like we spoiled anything that was, like, too recent. But, like, clearly we're going to be talking about it. If we're going to be talking about endings, we're going to be talking about how certain games, you know, oh, end. Of course. Of yeah. Course. And and that's where that's where it's the viewers or listeners' responsibility to try to stay away from as much as possible, and you know, like be okay checking out for a little bit. Like also, like stuff made for the internet doesn't go away usually. Like just wait until you see a thing and then go back and watch that yeah. review of the whatever or that discussion of the whatever. It's okay to step away from the internet for a little bit. It's like 70 degrees in Milwaukee today. It's beautiful outside. Go outside. Insane how nice it got as soon as all those hellions left. As soon as all those dorks (laughs) left Milwaukee. (laughs) Father Spring. Is there a Father Spring? There's a Father Winter. Mother Summer. Uncle Spring. Uncle Springster. (laughs) 
on fall. <laughs> it's me, Uncle Spring. Come in here. Come into my van. I got flowers. Oh, <laughs> Uncle Spring's back. Yeah, Uncle uh, Spring's back. <laughs> you guys been watching anything? Oh, I just want to say, I'm not going to spoil it, but this weekend's episode of Succession was really good. And that show was really good. And I highly recommend everyone watch it because it is wonderful. Oh, I've heard nothing but good things. It is. It is great. Does it overcome? And also reading about the. the sorry, what'd you say? Does it overcome the whole, these people are horrible? You should watch. No, no, they're bad people. Bad happens they're bad. to them. No, they're bad people. Because it's, it's just <laughs> one. still bad people. It's like reality television, but with a. Plan. Yeah, I mean it's hard because I described it. It's like watching uh, like a, a Shakespearean drama about the Trumps, but they're like uh, they have a magnetic quality to them as opposed to like a completely like repulsive quality to them. Mm. Um, so, I, have either you guys watched uh, Succession? Yeah, first episode hated every last one of them except the the old man. His name uh, Logan, the main character, Logan Roy, I think Brian so. Cox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played oh, Stro- William Stryker in X-Men 2, X2 United. He did. He created the Wolverine. Right. Yeah. Wow. He also says the F word a lot. He does, yeah. Um, I don't uh, think that was X-Men United, was it? It wasn't. X2, wasn't X2, X2. I think it was just X2. X2. I think X-Men 3 was X-Men United. X3, X-Men United? I th- Were they not United in that second movie? You know what was cooler? You know what was cool? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler was cool. Nightcrawler was cool. I want to say it was the third X-Men movie that the X-Men were working with Magneto, and that's why it was X-Men. No, it was called Last Stand. Three is Last Stand. Two is when they're with Magneto. I remember because of the whole iron thing, because I was a child and they showed man butt. I was like, oh. Man butt. Man butt? Is that a mutant I didn't know about? Yeah. <laughs> His name is Beast. How dare you call him man butt? Uh, okay, you guys haven't watched Succession. So you guys can't be on my new Succession recap uh, podcast, which is called Suck Sesh. So oh, every Monday we, have, we get together and have a Suck Sesh. I'd, uh, see, I'd do it for that because I, I enjoy getting into discussion about those kinds of things. But certain shows, as I saw the first episode of that, I went, I hate every last one of you. And I don't mm-hmm. care if you're all like guillotined in the end. It wouldn't make up for how much I despise you all. But how good is the opening theme by Nicholas Bertel? He's, he's on the piano. Oh, my God. His music is so good. Music is good. Yeah, he plays the piano very good well. <laughs> it's good music. Plays the piano very well. Uh, Lampy with a highlight message. Marty has recently been uh, repeatedly spoiling Skyward Sword for me, and it only just came out on Switch. I'm sorry. But you know what? Uh, Link's sword uh, is uh, becomes a woman, and the two of them fall in love. They haven't fallen in love yet in the game, but I think they're going to. Don't fuck the sword. Don't do it. Wise words from Don't a good man. Uh, Lauren with a file or dono. Thank you so much. Grab soapbox. The second part of Gundam, Witch from Mercury is so goddamn good. 10 out of 10. No notes. I haven't watched any of it That's yet. a spoiler. The first part is no. so good. The first part is oh, so good. Oh, it's so good. That's a spoiler. I think. That's <laughs> You <ruined laughs> spoiled it. Oh, no. The spoiler soapbox. Um, aside from succession, uh, I'm halfway through beef. Have you guys heard about beef? Yes. I've beef. heard it. Nothing but phenomenal things about Beef. Uh, Beef is the uh, new Netflix uh, eight-episode series, uh, 30-minute episodes, starring uh, Steven Yun and uh, Ali Wong, Mm -hmm. who are two people who are involved in a a road rage incident and how uh, everything starts to spiral out of control from there. Uh, It is a very very effective dark comedy, and it has uh, the most incredible... Talking about terrible needle drops in the Mario movie to the most incredible use of bad songs. Uh, I would... This is the one thing. I think 
it's fine if you spoil this weekend's succession. I would never spoil some of the needle drops in this because the needle drops are like twists. Okay. The song choice at specific moments, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe you use that there. Um, It's hard. It's, it's insane. But like, I started laughing at one point. I'm like, oh, that's really smart. Like that is a really smart use of a song. Um, I'm halfway through. I uh, enjoy it quite a bit. Um, and uh, so that's good. And then Jack, I know we've been we've both been watching a show called Jury Duty on Freebie. What do you think about Jury Duty? That's right, Jury Duty. I think it's a very uh, it's a very funny show. Um, it's it's a uh, I tweeted about it the other day. It's a it's a it's a documentary about being a juror. They they get a documentary crew to follow people who have signed up for jury duty to actually follow the, a trial from a juror's perspective. Except it's not a documentary, it's a mockumentary, and absolutely everyone is an actor, except for one guy who thinks it's a real documentary. Oh, God. Uh, everyone else is an actor. Um, like, uh, oh no, I'm going to forget his name. Cyclops is in James it. Marsden. James oh my God, more Cyclops. Shout Marsden. out to X-Men 2. The X-Men have united again. <laughs> uh, James Marsden is in it playing himself James Marsden, yeah. in LA and he's trying to get out of jury duty because he's such a famous celebrity. Yeah. Um, and this, this man who is trapped um, you know, like in a, in a reality that is not real is so kind and so like good hearted that it makes all of the bullshit around him uh, extra, extra funny. Yeah. Uh, for for full, full disclosure, uh, this is uh, directed by my cousin and longtime comedy partner. Oh, is it really? Jake Szymanski. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's incredible. Uh, so I got to see I got to see uh, a couple of the episodes pre-release mm-hmm. cuts and then like how they change them for release. Yeah, but so funny. Like it's uh, like I'm biased just because uh, Jake and I have almost the exact same sense of humor. So I'm just yeah. going to find it funny no matter what. But I genuinely think it's very funny. Interesting release schedule. Also, it's an eight episode series. Yes. The first four. Also, uh, so it's on a thing called Freebie, which I understand if you guys don't know what Freebie is, it is uh, I believe a part of amazon or it's imdb's free streaming service like that is ad supported app or it's part of amazon yeah one yeah and uh, you don't have to sign up for it uh but everything is ad supported so you'll watch these episodes and the ad will pop up every once in a while it's not egregious or anything it's it's worth it um the first four episodes released last friday the next two episodes are releasing this friday and then the last two episodes are releasing the following friday so an interesting like melding of binge release and weekly release yeah um, yeah but very very funny it, like especially like if you like things like if you like mockumentary comedies yeah if you like things like like borat i know they like, yeah worked with uh borat's producers borat's sasha baron borat's wife borat's wife they worked with sasha baron cohen's <laughs> producers on this to help you know like sell the lie yeah um very very funny uh yeah it's a little know? bit it has a little bit of like nathan fielder f- vibe to it like the rehearsal or nathan for you kind of yeah. um and they're very consumable episodes uh beatmaster has it's like 25 minute episodes or something so That's right. uh, a lovely a lovely little show uh, also, if you're looking for uh, another comedy to watch, uh, and I'm going to put comedies in big old quotations, but uh, I don't know if I've talked to anyone yet about Paul T. Goldman. Oh, my God. Have you seen it? Yes, yes. Oh, my fucking God, everyone. 
Um, for for those who know me outside of the escapist knows that I love so bad they're good movies. And so the story behind this show is it is a true crime documentary starring the man who the crime actually happened to who also wrote the screenplay for this series who is a terrible actor and quite possibly a terrible person. Yeah. Um, so Paul T. Goldman is a true crime documentary that also like is a behind the scenes documentary about making the true crime documentary about Paul T. Goldman's real life divorce scandal. It is. Mm-hmm. So it's like a little bit of Tommy Wiseau, a little bit of making a murderer yeah. and a little bit of behind the scenes documentary. Yeah, it is. It is insane. It's like nothing else I've ever seen. The fucking theory is on, all shit lately, and I have my watch on Do Not Disturb. So fuck her. How all this shit? That was her second time interrupting me. Oh, there's not gonna be a third time. Oh, I'm just gonna take it off. Dunk your arm in water. If you are a fan of so bad they're good movies, um, watch Paul T. Goldman. It is the speaking of spoilers and twists and turns i cannot give you any more information because the twists and turns in that like who he marries why he marries them is an amazing uh, journey that you go on with this very very sad man yep so- <laughs> uh really good is on uh it was on one of the peas peacock or paramount that's a peacock original. That's a peacock, yeah. I, peacock. I get confused at the two of them. I think yeah, he, between that and uh, uh, Poker Face, Peacock. Oh, Peacock. Doing good. Is peacock free or is that a like a like? There a, is a free tier with a uh, bunch of ads. There is a yeah. paid tier with fewer ads, and then there is a premium tier with no ads. And I know that because uh, uh, John Carpenter, the director, the the iconic director of Halloween, The Thing, Escape from New York. Um, uh, tweeted about how he want he paid for Peacock to watch Poker Face, but there are still ads, and this is a travesty. And everyone below was like, "Oh, you got to do the premium one." And I'm like, "John Carpenter shouldn't have to pay for shit." Why? Someone at NBC get John Carpenter a code or something. Why are you making him pay for anything? Ryan Johnson, you produced this show. Give John Carpenter the access. To Give John show. Carpenter access. Yeah. yeah. Fucking hell, man. You yeah. reach a certain level in Hollywood, you should just get all the streaming services for free. That's like your new. <laughs> Like yeah. health benefits is all the streaming services. Yeah. If you make a movie as good as uh, Big Trouble in Little China, then you get all your streaming services for, for free. free for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Frost, you watch anything? Watch anything? It's, uh, what did I write down? Got Matilda on here in the Goonies. Oh, old school. Oh, nice. Okay, you know, Matilda, the original Sean Matilda Astin. or the one that just came out on Netflix? Original with uh, DeVito okay. and uh, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I was Beautiful. like, man, yeah. they don't have ugly people like this anymore. <laughs> and, and, uh, and Not unless you're watching Paul T. Goldman, my friend. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> you want ugly people. That, that's, all, that's all I needed then. But by the way, that is a very interesting note. I think we are we are missing like interesting looking actors now. They, everyone's yeah. kind of gorgeous. And it's like, eh, yeah. we're over it. Even Hollywood also, ugly is pretty, yeah. you know. I think that's even a problem with... Um, like the, the 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 famousization of voice ca- of voice actors of like the Mario movie instead of casting like great voice actors they cast famous actors Why did they some of them do are really good to me. 
but like i'm always like why can't we just like they are different things being a yeah. uh, live action actor is very different than being a uh a, a voice actor which right. is which and- is silly because of uh like kung fu panda did that and i went this is going to be weird because they crammed so many voice actors and they really didn't get that many voices and i went i was strangely okay with this as opposed to Donkey Kong this time with his uh, oh God, God, it's Seth Rogen. <laughs> Just Seth Rogen. Just like, uh, Seth Rogen. <laughs> I, was, I was not having a good time with it. <laughs> like, that's the thing where it's like Charlie Day as Luigi, he doesn't necessarily like Charlie Day it. Yeah. Whereas like, if you cast Seth Rogen, he's going to Seth Rogen it. So that's kind of useless. One of the funniest jokes I saw on Twitter over the weekend. This is going to be spoiler for last year's film, The Fablemans based on Steven Spielberg's Oh, no, exactly life, what you're talking about. Go. Uh, is, uh, so, uh, The Fablemans is, is based on Steven Spielberg's life, which includes his mom having an affair with his father. And oh. uh, the, the person his mom has the affair with is played by uh, Seth Rogen. Uh, and so someone's like, imagine Spielberg in a theater watching the Mario movie, and when Donkey Kong comes up, him leaning over to the person being like, that's the guy I cast as the guy who fucked my mom. Yep. That's actually a different one from the one I thought. It was... Imagine, is this a new genre of, of goofs? Yeah, it was. It's like, you know, Spielberg was probably watching, uh, what was it? Super bad? No. Oh, was watching. Was, was Pineapple super- Express. That's it. Imagine Spielberg <laughs> watched Pineapple Express and went, that's the man. That's the man who fucks my mom. <laughs> I think that's a wonderful genre of joke. So I'm, yeah, a, I'm a big great. fan of that. But, uh, so, Matilda, uh, are you going to watch the new Matilda? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I'm more of the Casey guy. Casey said, I just watched the new Matilda and I can't wait to talk about it. Casey has Matilda oh, thoughts. Well, if it's good, then it's good. Well, I don't know what kind of thoughts those are. Those oh, no, thoughts. that's fair. He does yeah. just want to talk about it. Yeah, no. Uh, it, that's more so the compromise with, because uh, th- those are the films my girlfriend likes. I binged Guy Ritchie, which is so. It locks stock, two smoking barrel. Your, uh, was it Snatch? Your, mm-hmm. I haven't done Man from Uncle, but that's next. I think that's on HBO. That's a good one. I like Man from yeah, Uncle. A little, little Henry Cavill, the gentleman, obviously. And yeah. then um, every now and then I watch some some culinary kind of based film. I watched Hunger, which was oddly a better The Menu, but still weird. Ooh. Yeah. Still very strange. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a Thai film. Yeah, I've heard. Uh, I have not watched it yet. It's a, it, it just came out, I think. It came out. This year yeah it has wonder, like way way yeah. better characterization and backstory it's still very off where you're like who the hell that was this a very strange um ideas uh, sure. coming, coming through here. uh jack frost in case you don't know frost uh, has a culinary background and is obsessed with culinary media oh so movies television things that, that involve the culinary world so um what do you think jack what's your favorite culinary film or tv show I mean, if I say Ratatouille, See? am I being big? No, it's really good. That's, that's the best thing. one. That's good. Oh no, and and that's not even true. That's not even true. It was um, oh fuck, uh, Adam Sandler as a little chef going through a, a bit of a midlife crisis. Spanglish, Spanglish, Spanglish. Like that. I don't so remember that movie at all. I mean, Spanglish. I got the answer right, but I don't remember it. <laughs> Like Adam Sandler uh, in Spanglish as like uh, uh, the the owner and head chef of uh, of an up and coming uh, restaurant uh, who's trying to keep his keep his life simple, uh, who's also dealing with some marital problems and, you know, kind of has a little infatuation with a, a younger lady, are not you, really younger, just are you younger. Thinking chef. 
Uh, no, no. <laughs> very similar, right? Wow. See, I, I figured Favreau was a hack, but still, that is like so damn similar. <laughs> and then, and then, like you know, like cooks this, like you know, like uh, the the younger lady like asks uh, Sandler to cook like his favorite meal, and it's uh, just this you know gorgeous. Uh, gorgeous. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, Spanglish is a wonderful cooking movie. Cooking as metaphor. I'm down with cooking as metaphor. Yeah, that, that's because it's it's Nick who says he loves his Iron Chef and all that, but I don't really partake in those. I like cooking as metaphor. Stories told through the medium. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Are you excited for the Flaming Hot Cheetos biopic that's coming out? Oh, my God. That is a real thing. That is, is not a lie. What? There's a Flaming Hot Cheetos biopic. Is it called Red Dye 40? coming coming out it's we're in the era of we we the, everyone's making movies about the about products like the yeah. history of products so we have air the 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 aflac damon movie about air jordans we have tetris which isn't about tetris it's about the making of tetris and making money off tetris mm-hmm. uh we have the flaming hot cheetos movie coming out we have the blackberry movie coming out about the creation of the blackberry um uh, supposedly uh, jerry jerry seinfeld is attached to yeah. Jerry Seinfeld. Wait, is he attached to the Cheeto movie? Oops. What's it called? Uh, oh no, uh, Unfrosted. Jerry uh, Jerry Seinfeld is making a biopic about the creation of the pop pop tart. Flaming hot. It's just called. What? It better have Paula Poundstone in it. Called flaming hot. Does she love pop tarts? What's going on there? I didn't get that reference. Oh. Uh, so Paula Poundstone, uh, you know, current uh, NPR uh, everyday woman, uh, mm-hmm. former and probably also current uh, stand-up comedian, had uh, the first. The, this is the first memory I have of stand-up comedy that where I was like, I get this as a very young child is watching Paula Poundstone do fifteen minutes on Pop Tarts. She had a whole pop tart routine. It was it was an entire thing. And like as a child, I was like, I understand stand up comedy now. This is brilliant. <laughs> oh, you've done it again. Awakening. <laughs> I, we, uh, they they film. Uh, I don't know if you listen to NPR's Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Paula Poundstone is often a panelist on that. Uh, my wife and I, uh, big fans. We went down to Chicago to see a live taping. Paula Poundstone was there. We met her afterwards. You know, or met her. We got a chance to take a picture with her, and I got a chance to tell her how life changing her pop tart routine was. And she goes, oh, "I hear that a lot." And you know, sign a thing and go away. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, pop tarts. Do you eat them cold or do you do you heat them up? Does it oh. depend on how depressed you are? Cold, unless it's a small one. You can only have those hot. Oh, fuck no. Because, you know why? Because heating them up takes too much time, and I want to eat them faster. <laughs> Especially the small ones. The small ones are, are, you guys, are you guys good at toaster? <laughs> oh, like uh, degrees of toast? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. pretty good are at eyeballing those, yeah. I, I dated a girl once who was very bad at toaster um and would just burn the shit out of everything uh-huh. and it was like it was probably like ultimately why we broke up but it was just like she <laughs> was so bad at toaster yeah i knew I mean, that's s- like a big red flag yeah 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 i knew someone though who could never get it uh toasted lightly enough i said at that point just hold the toast to your breath and go like, that'll be enough every it was always over over toasted at the lightest you could put it at like what yeah. what is this microwave it just microwave it that's amazing. But then you don't get the toast. Yeah, I didn't get How it. Are you bad? Yeah, and they they like toast. their they like their their um their pancakes undercooked as well, like their blondies and stuff. Ooh. Some people have like, have bitter pellets. Like, and they want them runny, like eggs. Like, they want sure. pancakes? No, they want them to like just be just barely have been cooked at all. 
Oh, it's like, it's like a the, the middle of a brownie pan. You know, is that like ordering it like rare? Yeah, <laughs> my pancakes you, you rare. Medium rare pancakes. Rare pancakes. Yeah. I want I want pink in the middle of my this, pancakes. Red flag too. Medium rare pancakes. Get out. Yeah. Of <laughs> That's disgusting. Get out of my. I was, I was pretty good with to- toast. Degrees of toaster. Yeah, six degrees of. Frost, what's your toast. favorite cooking movie? Probably Ratatouille, and if we can't go with animated, I would have to say Burnt. Bradley Cooper did that pretty well. Uh, that, that, that's for move for films, but nothing beats uh, the Bear for shows. Sure, okay. I really, I've really enjoyed the Bear. I'm excited for season two. Oh, Bears come back uh, this fall, I believe. I mean, let me edit Darren's review. The Bear too. <laughs> <laughs> several, bears. There's several bears uh svf uh, svs guru the five year dono thank you so much uh what did you think of the recent dragon ball movie if any of you watched it guys it's time to talk about dragon ball wait i'm assuming neither of you watched i'm assuming you're talking about the dragon ball super movies you're talking about live super. action one i'm assuming uh, svs guru said recent so i'm assuming you're talking about dragon ball superhero which I saw in theaters, and I thought was delightful because it's got let they don't it's fucking Goku get the fuck out of here. We're not worried about Goku. Goku <laughs> Goku's not going to save the day. We've got Gohan and Piccolo. We need more Piccolo stories. Not enough stories about Piccolo. It's just because his hair doesn't turn golden. He's the best. He's, dad. Like he he has a power cap. No, not a Piccolo. Not like the not like the Green Ranger. You know, Piccolo's the best dad. Piccolo is the best dad. Yeah, because when your shitty real dad dies, Piccolo's there to pick up the pieces to oh. Piccolo up the pieces. Oh, okay. See that? Was that a spoiler? That was a spoiler for the 1994 anime Dragon Ball Z. Um, Lampy with a five pound dono. Thank you so much. Frost says he has a culinary background. Ask him what tool he uses to make smash burgers. I uh, I used to stream and they donated for a a cooking stream. And I said, all right, what shall I do? But I wanted to do something a little different, just to throw them them off because they always uh, would say like, what are you going to do with the money? I was like, gold leaf. The joke was I was going to waste it, and I did. But I bought a dildo. <laughs> I made smash burgers by pressing down on the spatula with the dildo. <laughs> was it a gold leaf dildo? No, sadly. It was a. Oh, by the way, sparkling. did it work? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the crispiest so, crust you ever did. Yeah, and you know why? Because of that silicone, right? Yeah. That silicone really got the, all the crevices. Dildo Smash Brothers, you're welcome, America. I thought you for a second. I thought you said Dildo Smash Brothers, and I was like, Nintendo is definitely going to send a cease and desist to whatever that is. They'll get the adult market too. Oh my god, a different Dildo for every Smash Brothers character. There's so many of them. Oh god. (laughs) Tommy, Tommy Dionoth's archives. Oh my gosh, with a 550 Canadian donation. Thank you so much. It might just be me, but I feel like the massively overrated Last of Us show on HBO may have been why a Mario movie has a mixed reception from, quote, professionals. Are the professionals mixed on Mario? I think most of them say it's quite shit. Yeah, professionals are not mixed on what, What Tommy is saying is the reason professionals don't like the Mario movie is because they're saying it's not like the, the... last of us hbo show and i don't quite uh i don't i don't abide by that tommy as as a semi-professional film critic i understand the difference between a prestige drama television series and a family-friendly movie mm-hmm. they're they're different and so the, my guess is that film critics are treating uh mario movie as bad because it has an incredibly poor narrative structure 
And uh, while I have not seen The Last of Us show, um, I have played the game. And uh, the one thing I liked about the game was uh, the story. I enjoyed the story up until the end, but that's a whole thing. Uh, I enjoyed most of the storytelling. I just thought it took way too long. And so if you take that story and say, shrink it down to how many episodes? Nine? Yeah, you shrink that down to nine episodes. I'm betting that's a pretty good story by capable actors and a good production company. This is just different things. Let's just all settle down. Yeah, not enough needle drops. Not enough for any <laughs> yeah, hero. Uh, where's Aha? Out for a hero. They, they even <laughs> wait. Said, Aha, was yeah. that that song? No, was it? It was, was, it was right? an '80s song, though. I think it was Wham. Well, no, was Aha it? was used in the trailers at least because Aha. She plays Aha. Spoilers for Last of Us Part Two. There's one scene where she plays Aha on the guitar. I think. Oh. Uh, Aha. But '80s Aha. music means danger. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, we learned that for the last of us. No, but I uh, see. I wouldn't consider those people professionals if they if they go. I saw the best movie I'm ever going to see. So anything that doesn't meet its standards is absolute garbage. It's more more like palette was reset. We watched Mario, and and then there you go. Like, yeah. yeah, And again, like I I think it is uh, sort of what we talked about earlier of like you can make a good kids movie. You can make a movie that is for children, but it's also a well made movie that adults can enjoy. Um, all those aforementioned animated movies we talked about uh, and Bluey. I love Bluey. Uh, Peace March with a $5 dono. Thank you so much. It's quite dispiriting that Mario made a fortune while the D&D movie, which was legit good, may not even break even. At least I have Vox Machina. Um, I have a feeling the D&D movies going, like Game Night is going to uh, be really big on VOD and streaming. I don't know where the D&D movies landing. Like, I don't know if it's going to Hulu or whatever, HBO or whatever. But um, I have a feeling that is a movie that's going to have a lot of life and a lot of legs um, and uh, a strong word of mouth. And like Jack was saying, uh, it had uh, had a small dip after the after the weekend, which is always a good sign. That's a that's a movie that might have legs. So we'll see. Yeah, like I'm I'm looking it up on Box Office Mojo right now. So like if you compare its opening weekend uh, to the next weekend, it had a it had a very, very tiny dip. Yeah, whereas like, something like I think uh, Quantum Media had something like a seventy-five percent drop, right? Which is like uh, very bad, which is insane. Yeah, I'm not seeing. I don't see any. Uh, I don't see what its production budget is, but it looks like it's made a decent amount of money here. Uh, yeah, like, and you don't know it like D&D globally. Or things, Mario D and D. Oh, sorry, D and D. Mario's making a lot of hundred and twenty-four million. World made or cost made? Okay. And so I don't imagine it cost much more to make it. I think, no, D- the D&D movie is going to make money. Yeah. And I also don't know what, um, like, none of those, act- like, Chris Pine is, like, a big-ish actor and Michelle Rodriguez. And, but, like, none of them are, like, <laughs> fucking, I don't know. I imagine Tom, uh, Chris Pratt probably got paid more than. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, and that movie's got a shit ton of big actors in it. That's an interesting yeah. film. I see Michelle Rodriguez. I feel is like The Rock. She's always kind of playing herself. Very, she is. Yeah. Very yeah, also, big news, guys. Uh, I'm doing a uh, doing a Lost rewatch, and she's gonna be showing up soon. Let me tell you guys, Lost. She's in that. Uh, she appears. Uh, yes, uh, not for a, not for an extended period of time, but for um, for a bit. Hell yeah. Um, Lost is so weird to watch on a 4k tv now because it is that 2004 especially that first season that was sort of like we were like entering the hd era it was a weird transition period Mm -hmm. um it is clear that they used 
several different types of cameras, some of which were HD future proof and some of which were not. <laughs> there will be shots in a conversation where it's like, oh, this looks great. I can't believe how good this looks on a 4K TV. Mm-hmm. And then the next shot, I'll be like, oh, no. Like, did you use like one of those this like, old windy cameras? Phone. Okay, so this was on a phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is going on? The Nokia. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Lost, uh, Lost was the best. I love Lost. It um, the best until it wasn't. It's gonna remain the best. And it's gonna. It'll, remain, it'll never die. That's a it'll show of legend die. for me. I'm scared to watch it. I feel like I should just watch Lost. Yellow Jackets now. Yeah, Lost. I mean, Lost is 120 episodes, and it's so fucking. There's so many episodes. Oh, so that, many episodes. That's nothing and, to and a he, man who's binged One Piece. <laughs> like, there's so many episodes. There's also a lot of bad episodes. Oh, like, uh, like as a, as a genuine Lost fan, there's a lot of garbage in there. <laughs> yeah, especially in that middle one. There's like famously they they supposedly. Um, when ABC was like, we want the show to go on forever. They like tried to tank the show by being like, here's a whole episode about Jack's tattoos. This yeah. is what the show going on forever is going to look like. And then they were like, we don't, we don't. Well, and, and then it got caught up uh, during that year's writers, the writer strike. strike. Yeah. Like, so like they couldn't do re- like rewrites on episodes that were written. And, you know, generally speaking, the first script for an episode doesn't, uh, isn't good. So like yeah. they have writers rewrite it, but yeah. Yeah. Garbage, which garbage. Uh, speaking of, we're uh, we're we're uh, a looming writer strike is yeah. is upon us, um, which could happen in, in May, which would be interesting to see. And and the, the big issue now, understandably, is uh, streaming rights because before writers would be able to be like, oh, well, we'll get more money on the back end when shows hit DVD and 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 are syndicated and stuff. And now that doesn't exist. And right. so, uh, and and people don't know what that means for streaming. And it's interesting to see, it's a dumb business tangent, but like uh, uh, certain movies that are made for streaming services have almost uh, inflated budgets. And you're like, why does this like, why does this rom com have a hundred and fifty million dollar budget? And it's because uh, actors don't get back end points. Actors, yeah. they're like, we have Scarlett Johansson, we need to pay her everything up front, as opposed to paying her less, and then she gets a percentage of the cut you know, of I mean, the theatrical box office. DVDs. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, because um, they won't anymore. Well, uh, no, and and I know, like, there's also particular uh, addendums that the writers are trying to get as far as um, uh, remakes are concerned, where it's like the mm-hmm. original writers of, like, The Lion King didn't make anything off of The Lion King remake. Yeah. Things, where it's like, if you just remake something I made, I should probably get a little bit of that because I helped make it, right? Yeah. Look, I, I was curious, even like uh, in the gaming world, like Resident Evil 4 remake just came out. Like, how much does does uh, Shinji Mikami, who directed Resident Evil 4 proper, right. get from that? Like, do they even have that in contract clauses in 2005? Of course of not. Like, yeah. What was it? In the Mario movie, in the credits, the DK rap is credited to Donkey Kong 64. It's credited to the game it came from. Instead of Grant Kirkhope. The rap. Like, fucking hell, y'all. Yeah. Get better. (laughs) Get better. better. Get better. Um, You don't have anything else. Do you guys have anything else? Do you guys have anything else you want to talk about? If if we're going to talk about stuff we've been watching. Oh, yeah. uh, with with the house chaos in general over mm-hmm. the last couple of months, uh, like my wife and I haven't had uh, a separate TV from the children. You know, normally like we have a, like an upstairs TV and a downstairs TV. The children usually take the downstairs TV. My wife and I take the upstairs TV. Um, and so we've actually canceled uh, 98% of our streaming services. Like we canceled Netflix and we canceled oh, wow. 
you know, just because we haven't had a second TV to watch stuff. Yeah. Um, so not having the ability to watch anything was, was, and has been phenomenal. The, there are two things that I did not cancel. One was YouTube premium, which I get the most use out of, out of any streaming service. Like YouTube. I just signed up for that like a month ago and I'm like, how did I ever What's it like, huh? it's, you just don't have any ads and it is sure. insane. Cause I consume so much YouTube yes. and I don't realize how annoying it was to be like during video essays, like oh, gotta wait five seconds, hit the button. And, and it's, it's incredible. I can never go back. You can never go back. It is uh, YouTube without ads is an amazing experience. Plus it gets you uh, access to YouTube music, uh, like on your phone devices, which is every song ever written ever. Mm-hmm. Um, no, YouTube premium is great. Uh, the other service that we didn't drop is dropout. Uh, and I don't know if you know about dropout. It is formerly, um, uh, formerly, uh, the college humor people who okay. made their own streaming network. Um, and so now it's just like, you know, for example, if you know, um, uh, dimension 20, their D and D show, uh, that's on dropout, um uh they have a really fun uh quiz show but they they have a a show called game changers and it's a game show in which the rules of the game show are different every episode and part of the game is figuring out what the rules are um and so if you have a chance uh, to watch an episode of game changers or or drop out in general i highly recommend it uh that's the thing that we have been binging most uh, is game changers. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, I've never, I've never even heard of the service. Oh, okay. Well, it's phenomenal and I recommend it. So boom, there you go. Drop okay. out. Look at that. Drop out. Dot TV. I think. Dot TV. Dot org. It's a nonprofit. <laughs> no, it's a nonprofit. Born. Giving money, giving money back to the community. Yeah. Um, anything else? Do you guys want to, you guys want to wrap it up there? Trying, uh, trying. Keep getting asked for Marvel's trailer. Didn't we talk about that in the last recap? Uh, no, the Marvel's trailer came out this morning. What now? Okay. How long is it? Uh, I don't know. Trailer. It's it's yeah. It's also to uh, the hit Beastie Boys song "Intergalactic" by the Beastie Boys. I said Beastie Boys. I sandwiched that with Beastie Boys. Uh, but yeah, the Marvels, which was um, supposed to come out in the summer. Uh, in sort of the big uh, Marvel Studios reshuffling, trying to trying to think about what they've been doing, uh, pushed it to November. So it was the big fall Marvel movie. Uh, we brought it up uh, slightly earlier when we were talking about um, how it's a movie that feels like you need to do homework because you need right. to um, uh, you need to know who Kamala Khan is. And you need to know who Monica Rambeau is. And yes. uh, yeah, I hope it's good because uh, it's directed by Nia DaCosta, who uh, directed the Candyman sequel remake thing oh, that came out a few years ago and I liked it. Yeah. Like Candyman. I like him because he's got a hook. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, not too much horror with hooks, eh? Yeah. I'm a big fan of uh I'm a big fan of the the hooking. Well, uh, and Matthew Adkins been a member for eight months. Thank you so much. Milestone. Milestone. Matthew appreciate it. Also five dollars. Also money for the pod. Thank you, Matthew. Hey, we'll take it. I think like we're getting we're getting to the weird part of comic books in general, uh, a part in which I usually start zoning out pretty hard, which is when we get into big, grand, ethereal space stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Uh, like I am, I'm street level. I understand <laughs> that we got to stop, stop bad guys who rob banks. I can yeah. comprehend that. I can kind of comprehend when we get to like larger, like saving the planet stuff, as long as it's real basic and simple. I'm a simple man. Once we start getting into like the complexities of space and dimensions and all that hookity bookity. Uh, that's when I start checking out in comic books and we are hitting that point within the Marvel movies. Also, I'm trying mm -hmm. to like watch this trailer uh, in the background while talking about this and it's just not loading for me. So that's not going to happen. Uh, so much but what I saw so much YouTube premium. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the sort of the crux of it is uh, the three of them, uh, their, their powers are, are somehow connected and they keep swapping places. So uh, Kamala Khan will all suddenly appear uh, in, in space wherever, Captain Marvel is fighting, and then Captain Marvel will appear in Kamala Khan's bedroom in her house in New York. Ah, okay. And they like can't control it, and so um, it's a Freaky Friday. What a Freaky Friday? Yeah, I don't know if someone like peed in a fountain. Is that what Freaky Friday was about? Yeah, someone peed? that's that's the one. Yeah, that's dumb. Or was that no? That was a Jason Bateman movie, right? Peed in a fountain. Jason you're, Bateman. You like you're thinking of uh, body swap. Pee in fountain. Why are they peeing in the change up? Oh, uh, the change up. Jason Bateman, Ryan Reynolds, uh, the two of them, I believe, walking back from getting brewskis, peeing in a fountain, lightning strikes, and they switch bodies. Oh, there you go. That's so let that be a lesson. Uh, figure, figure out what the lesson is. Um, you know, I. Yeah. I love Miss Marvel, the comic book. Uh, that's actually one of the few current comic books that I continue to read. Uh, I think uh, it's really good stories. Uh, Kamala Khan is very street level. She's a street level hero. That's why yeah. I like her. very, very small, very Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. uh, I dig it. Um, I was not a huge fan of the Captain Marvel movie. And um, I was also not a huge fan of uh, Wanda Vision. Uh, I thought it did some interesting things. And so it's like, and I know that's where Monica Rambeau comes from. Yeah. And so it's like, it could be good. It might not <laughs> be like, like anything, right? Like it could be good. It might not be. You yeah. can make a good movie out of anything. Hell, like if you told me that they were making an Ant-Man movie before that came out, I'd say that sounds really dumb. But then you put Paul Rudd in it and I'm suddenly very, and you're like, it's pretty good. Yeah. Like Paul Rudd. I'll watch him in anything. He's Paul Rudd. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> for, I think the, the Miss Marvel series uh, fell apart at the end, which is 99% of everything right in life. Yeah. Um, but I think her casting is fucking perfect like yeah. as perfect a casting as anyone and i love the small moments with her and her family and and her community i'm yeah. hoping the trailer shows you know some of that returning for the marvel so at the very least i am excited to um see more of that because i think they're wonderful yeah yeah i, I like I, you know she's very endearing as an actress uh, her mm -hmm. character in uh in miss marvel is very fun the show itself was a little <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. I mean, eventually people just start throwing fireworks at each other, which is how all these things. Well, end. and I, I appreciate I appreciate the way they did her powers, because there's no way to make stretchy powers look good uh, <laughs> in, in modern cinema. That's my real hot take is like we can't ever have a Fantastic Four movie because stretchy powers look stupid and they continue to look stupid. We haven't hit a point in CG where stretchy powers look good. 
Um, they all look stupid. I'm sorry. What about stretchy <laughs> pants like a Nacho Libre? Oh, stretchy pants. <laughs> uh, and her powers are stretchy. And so they had to think of a different way to do her powers. And it's like, it's fine. It's okay. They do them a little differently. Yeah. Mm. Fantastic Four coming to theaters 2025. It's, I know they're working on it. And it's, yeah. it's not going to look good. Mr. Yeah. That, and this will be tough. Uh, Tyrell, you brought up the One Piece. Netflix is doing a One Piece adaptation. Isn't it his whole thing? Uh, Frost, you know One Piece. Doesn't he like stretch? Yeah, I imagine they're going to do the thing that uh, Hunger did because they used actors and not cooks where it's it's just a lot of cinematography stuff where it's like, look, there's hands near the pan, but you're not actually seeing what they're doing in the pan. It's like a weird angle from underneath it where you see the flame in the pan, but like, they're probably just drawing circles or something inside the pan. So you'll probably... That man isn't actually uh, stretching. So you, yeah, you'll just see Luffy do this and then the supercut to the person being punched. So you're just seeing fist over here and your you mind are. finishes off the like big stretch. Go. You're like, whoa. Yeah. Well, I think like in an anime adaptation, there's way to stylize that in fun ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if you're trying to make a serious or realistic, big old, big old quotes under realistic... Um, if you're trying to make it realistic, stretchy powers will look bad. Mm-hmm. So also invisible powers. I won't even be able to see you. You're not even there. Uh, are you kidding? That's the best one because it's so cheap to film. <laughs> you're not even there. Oh my God. <laughs> Actually, that was, that was a sketch that I, I tried to pitch, uh, years and years ago. And I think it got stolen by someone, uh, who was listening in on that pitch was a, a fake trailer for the movie Invisa Snakes. Uh, in which, uh, you know, oh my God, they're everywhere. Uh, <laughs> and you, you cut to an empty room and it's just like the cheapest uh, action packed movie ever made. Oh my God, the snakes yeah. around me. It's just Invisa Snakes. I'm, I'm a big fan of Invisa Snakes. Me too. Uh, so, no, her powers are going to be very easy. Yeah. <laughs> what about Michael Chiklis turning into a bunch of rocks? So who he played. Go? He played Ben. No, he played him in the, uh, yeah, in the, the, the 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 pair of Fantastic Four movies that were bad, yeah. as opposed to the single Fantastic Four movie, which was uh, also bad. Mostly, as opposed to the Roger Corman Fantastic yeah. Four movie, which was also bad. I'm mostly concerned to see who the torch is. They tend to have glow ups, you know, Chris Evans, Michael Michael B. Jordan. If anyone yeah. has hope, it's it's the torch, whoever yeah. that ends up being. Don't forget about Bug. We would never forget about Bug. Wow. The actor who played Bug in Uncle Buck was the Human Torch in Roger Corman's Fantastic Four. Yeah, it had a big glow what up. A glow up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when's the Bug cast? When? When's Bug Week? When's Bug? We already did Willow Week. We need Bug Week. We need another unhinged. This fall, we need another unhinged deep dive. It's gonna, it's gonna be Barbie. The Barbie game. The Barbie movie. Oh yeah. Barbie Do we have a Barbie game? Surely there's Barbie games. I mean, there's yeah, a lot of like Barbie games. Barbie goes on horse adventures. And Do any films? of you currently, right now, own a Barbie game? You're asking I us or chat? I don't have them on. I'm saying, for Frost and Marty, do either of you have a Barbie game right now they're, in your house? They're in my other Steam account. No, I have. Uh, I have. I own NBA Jam Tournament Edition. That's the closest. Kind of like Barbie. Barbie yeah. NBA Jam the Tournament Edition. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's got to be there's got to be like a Barbie survival crafting uh, <laughs> Bar- Barbie don't starve Barbie on an island. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah, it could be, it could be spooky. Uh, Pure okay. Pyro also with 100 bits. Thank you so much. Will you do more group streams like Power Wash and Sea of Thieves? Stardew Valley as a four player multiplayer. I'm sure we'll do some more of those. Those were fun. I really liked Power Wash Simulator. That's poor person I love that And we're doing, uh, I believe, maybe this weekend or maybe some weekend. Crime Boss Rock A City. Whoa. 
which is four players. And that stars Michael Rooker, everyone's favorite. Oh, Rook Daddy. Rooker. Oh, Rook to Queen's Bishop. Oh, I don't know what any of that Rook. is. We, we should end this. We should end this. This is wait, two hours long. Wait, wait. There is a Barbie and the Three Musketeers. Yeah. Like candy? Which, which is a Metroidvania Barbie that came out for the Wii, the Nintendo DS, and PC. What if it's good? <laughs> Hidden gems. It what if it's good? Full motion video cutscenes taken directly from this film of the same title, Barbie and the Three Musketeers. I think we might have to play that. What if that has, we start playing it and mechanically it has everything that Hollow Knight has and we're like, Hollow Knight fucking stole everything from this Barbie <laughs> game. <laughs> we, I found I Silk Song. Give me one before we wrap up, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pop open Steam real quick and see if it has Barbie and the Three Musketeers. We did Willow Week for an entire month. We can do Barbie Week. Oh my God, Barbie Week this summer would be huge. Barbie Week, I, yeah. if they have it, I, like if I have to bust out my Nintendo three. Uh, well, I have my 3DS can do can do streaming to it. I don't have a DS because you can't play DS games on a 3DS, right? Or can you? You can play DS games on the oh. 3DS, right? Oh, sure. well, then I you just can't play Game Boy Advance games on it, I believe. I have a 3DS that is capable of streaming. Oh, man. I'm just going through a list of Barbie games. Barbie Story Maker. Yeah, Barbie and Three Musketeers looks like a Metroidvania. It looks, it looks like, like a Metroidvania. Hold on. But how can we play it, Barbie? And oh, well, no. Oh, I have my Wii. Of course. I have my Wii still. This is why you hold on to all your old consoles. And the three. Musketeers. Okay, hold on. Barbie and the Three Musketeers. Oh, game, of course, not the movie, because it's based off of the movie game. Uh, How can I play it? How can I play it? Let me in. We can play it on the Wii. Let me in. Let me in. Where do I get it on PC? Where do I get it on PC? What eBay for like seven? Is it Steam Deck? Is it Steam Deck compatible? Oh my God! Fuck yeah! Playing it on the Steam Deck. Can you imagine barbing out? That's gonna. That's what's gonna like uh, remove uh, dredge from my most played <laughs> right now. Is just. Barbie. Did you did you buy it during your uh, your Wii U shop closeout, Marty? I didn't. No. Oh. Rest in peace. It was archives. not one of the, the way too many Wii U and uh, 3DS games I bought Magic during track. that during that terrifying month. Um. Okay, we're gonna settle. We're gonna we're gonna close up shop there. Oh my god, it's on an abandonware site. Okay, yeah, so we can play it. All right, great. <laughs> we not- did it! Nick says two-hour podcast thing. It's not a podcast when we're talking about Barbie. It's called the Barbcast. We're talking about Barbies. We're gonna po- we're gonna- Nick, Nick, we want to play a Barbie game. We want to play Barbie, Barbie and Week. the virus that comes with it. Yeah. Okay. Barbie uh, Week, late June. Barbie Week. Okay, in, I, will, to, to I will work on getting a Wii copy of Barbie and the Three Musketeers, so we can do an official Barbie week. Barbie uh, yeah, because when is the bar- Barbie movie comes out? July 21st. Okay, so this will be a nice summer thing. Great. Perfect. And uh, then, uh, and Frost, you wear- work on getting an Oppenheimer game. <laughs> we'll all wear our summertime outfits. Uh, oh, my God. Like sleeveless shirts yeah. or yeah, yeah. button up. Uh, yeah, yeah. Probably. Button ups, no, uh, no undershirts, and I'm going to wear a big summer hat. Hell it's going to be wonderful. Yeah. Um, Thank you guys so much for tuning in to watch. We really, we really appreciate it. In an hour, we'll be back uh, with the editor's backlog. Nick will be playing Katana Zero. Ooh, great fun. game! I'm a big fan of that. Um, with you, Frost. I assume. Have you been so, asked yet, Nick? <laughs> I just assume at this point. I just wait for the the bat signal, <laughs> the escapist <laughs> E in my room. 
uh so tune in for that uh and then we'll have our regular schedule yes it's frost <laughs> i guess just to see yeah yeah i think it's just safe you're just a regular right, you're yeah. regular oh see uh, and then, we gotta go bleach blonde i'll do it just swap this dono to barbie week and i go beach blonde for it do I'm it down. think about that okay i can buy a brand new copy of barbie and the three musketeers for 33.99 for the wii right now i bad. be buying it <laughs> oh my god i just bought it <laughs> Oh my god! I just I just fell. And, oh my god! What happened? Uh, oh my god! Were, I blacked. I blacked out, and suddenly this thing was at my house. I don't know. Blacked out, and, and it's coming to me. All right, it great. was incredible. <laughs> um, and then uh, we'll we're back to our regular schedule for the entire week. So tomorrow we'll have uh, breakout in the evening and post CP. Um, we'll have uh, Thursday. We'll have more. We'll be finishing probably Max Payne three, starting mm-hmm. whatever Nick's next uh, three sixty game is. I think possibly Alan Wake. Uh, and then we'll be Casey and I will be starting Half Life two. Very excited. And then Friday, are you guys back for um, Adventures Live? Or is that a next week thing? I have no clue or concept. <laughs> no one's told me anything. My life has been chaos for two weeks. Okay. So don't worry. Well, Friday is <laughs> several sure. days away. Frost, are you guys starting Disney games on Friday? I'd like to say so, but uh, Amy's been gone for two weeks. Her life has also uh, been chaos. <laughs> so I'm going to give both of you homework. And that is by Friday to figure it out. To figure out what we do. Yeah. By Friday, sort your shit. Either don't do it or do do it. My my guess is is that we are not doing it this Friday. Okay. So we can prepare. Uh, Adventure is live, so we can prepare for next Friday. That's what that I'm going to say right that now. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. You know so. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna figure it out. It's fine. Yeah. Ah, we all before have we leave. Play that game <laughs> before we leave. Ah, with a ten dollar donation, partial dono for Jack to buy the Barbie game. I already bought it. You fucking <laughs> already bought it. I'm gonna dust off my Wii and I'm gonna play me some Barbie and the Three Musketeers in in, in uh, anticipation of the Barbie movie. It's gonna be great. In retro night, baby, Barbie and the Three Musketeers. Oh my god! I'm gonna I'm gonna do a bunch of I go down these deep dives where before something comes out, I'm like I need to I need to consume everything that came beforehand. Oh god! And it's (laughs) yeah, and it's going to be uh, it's it's going to be uh, all the Barbie games. There's too much Barbie. There's TMB. Too much Barbie. Um, and then uh, Jack, obviously, as we mentioned, uh, side quest uh, two episode one out to members now. You can members can watch that. Patrons can watch that early access members. And then it'll be available to everyone on Saturday. Get on it. Uh, Side quest is, you know, one, it's it's obviously it is a side quest. Uh, As it turns out, it has major ramifications on season three, um, uh, just because obviously, you know, Dabarel and Grinderbin are there. They're going on a little adventure. The first episode. Yeah. uh, Out for members. Go watch it. Um, second episode is fully edited and I hope someone's working on animating it because I sure as hell am. <laughs> they are. I and, was in a meeting uh, yesterday where oh, several people were talking about it. Great. And then I'm going to start ep- uh, editing episode three today and it's going to be phenomenal. I can't wait for you all to see it. It gets crazy and I wish it's so it, what's extra crazy is like I want to talk about side quests so bad, but I also want to talk about season three so bad, which is done. Like we're done filming all of yep. season three and I just want to have a conversation with someone about it, but I can't. You can't. That's like how it's like to make a movie where like you film it like this. The jury duty. They film that pre pandemic. Yeah. Oh, no. And all these people have to just sit on their thumbs and not talk about it, even though it's brilliant. Uh, yeah. So uh Side quest, y'all. Get on it. Yeah. How many episodes is this side quest going to be? Just four. Know? It's just four. four episode side quest. 
Um, oh, I, but I can't, I can't, I can't go in anymore. You guys <laughs> got to watch it. You guys nope. got to, I've seen episode one. Omar showed it to us while we were all in Milwaukee and it's so much fun. Brilliant. So real, cool. as they say, uh, Frost, what have you been up to? What should folks check out? Let's see here. We've got a new cold take, uh, about old design, a little of that lovely old design that you, you know, and love. And the three of them just came out for rusted Moss, which is my, it's in the top contender for game of the year. If Dredge Ooh. is my cozy game of the year, this is my my spicy game of the year. That's like I, that good sweat that Marty and I talk about, where it just kind of keeps pushing you, keeps pushing you. But the the difficulty pacing is so good that you can just walk off elsewhere to have an easier time of things, and it's uh, it's great. I haven't had a game like that that uh, chose to uh, to push me when the whole point wasn't to push me, you know? So you go into Cuphead, but you're you're meant to suffer for Cuphead. Yeah. You're not meant to suffer for Rusted Moss, but you can choose to suffer for it, and it is incredibly inviting for that. It's amazing. Plus, Grapple Hook, oh, yeah. Metroidvania, fantastic. Grapp- well, Grapple Hook, Metroidvania, you sold me. You uh, Grapple Hooks. Yeah. Also, your new cold take is wonderful. I loved your running Sonic the Hedgehog gag. Like, <laughs> every time you sit, you would say, and Sonic the Hedgehog, it made me laugh out loud. That was and, beautiful. And people, people still don't know. Like, oh, he hates it, I think. <laughs> you don't know how I feel about Sonic. <laughs> he hates it with a question mark at the end. I love uh, it that Sonic the Hedgehog was a genre. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was its own thing. My favorite genre of gaming. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then tune in for all those aforementioned streams. Check out uh, the website. We've got a bunch of bunch of great content uh, over there. And, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone in chat who uh, who watched, who chatted, who supported, who donated, and who are members uh, across the various services. We we highly appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And uh, Jack and Frost, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, once again, this was recap episode number 29. Uh, and we'll see you all back here in about 50 minutes for Katana Zero with Frost and Nick. I turned Bye, off everybody. too early. Oh no, the cigarette. <laughs>